my life I has to fight, nigga. All oh, my life I hard times like yeah, bad trips like yeah. Nazareth, I'm fucked up, homie. You fucked up, but if God got us, then we gon' be alright. Episode 39 for Monday, June the 1st, 2020. My name is Chris. And my name is John. And this week on the show, we review Alfredo by Freddie Gibbs and The Alchemist. And we finally get to our top 10 albums of 1982. Yeah. We've been hurt, been down before. Nigga, when our pride was low, looking at the world like, where do we go? Nigga, and we hate Pope Paul, wanna kill us dead in the street. Well, welcome Pope. back. <laughs> welcome back, indeed. Well, we do hate Popo. <laughs> the old Popo. Not all Popos, but I'm sure there's some good Popos out yeah. there. I've seen so, some footage so of some nice people. Saw so a couple but, on the uh, yeah. old internet. But uh, right. not exactly a wonderful situation right now in the States. No. Although on the plus side, apparently the coronavirus has oh, yeah. just disappeared. It's fled, left the building. Yeah. It's like buggered off back to China, wherever it came from. Oh. Probably China. Okay, not be. Uh, but well, yeah. I mean, it definitely came from there, right? Let's yeah. face it. Um, What's yeah. going on in the real world, then? The real world? <laughs> of music, at least. <laughs> music? Yeah. Well, first of all, how are you doing, John? I'm pretty good. I'm yeah. pretty good. How are things with you? It's whatever. Again, sort of feels normal again now, so... Back to work, I guess. Well, not back to, like, work seems to be kind of... I'm totally back to work, so... Yeah, like, <laughs> more or less for me too, yeah. It's kind of, which is obviously good. It's nice to have some money coming in at last. Yeah, money is always useful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Won't be doing this podcast without it. Well, I mean, we may be. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I guess so. If nothing else to do, we'll be doing it a lot more than we are now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, I don't know, it's weird. It's sort of like nothing happened now. Yeah. At least here. It's kind of like I want something to happen again. I want yeah. something, it's getting boring again. <laughs> so I want some, you know, some, some kind of stimulation. I'm sure some you know, gigantic disaster will happen to... Uh, yeah. Imagine, uh, imagine a huge earthquake hits us That's now. That's <laughs> I'm really just jinxing the whole world. Yeah, world, let's uh, hope not. Sorry about that world. But yeah, music but, yeah. news. I mean, obviously, all the music news is completely dominated by what happened there. Yeah. Over in the US of A. And uh, yeah, I mean, I don't really want to get into that stuff too much. Obviously, it's absolutely horrible what happened yeah not sure burning down everyone's business and destroying everyone's property is the correct way to solve mm, that, that problem they think that's the way to do it but police yeah, station is one thing protests. but uh, yeah I, I can understand burn down especially the one where the guy i cannot worked. understand burn down like starbucks yeah. and comic book stores and stuff uh, you know but not like private you know sort of like yeah exactly small businesses have nothing to do with anything exactly 
That's sad. It is sad. And, you know, the idiots run around with guns on both sides. Great stuff. That's going to help. Yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, I, I don't know. There's... It's just more stuff cancelled, right? More concerts. I guess uh, st- concerts are starting to be scheduled for, I think, uh, September, October, maybe. And by, uh, artists are assuming things will be okay by then. Yeah. So. I, I honestly have no idea mm. if there's anything in the news other than this sort of situation. Now Jay-Z called the Minnesota governor about justice for George Floyd. <laughs> Killer Mike from who did, oh, yeah, did, yeah, did you see that. his? Yeah, oh, that was that was a great speech. I really good. felt very moved by Killer Mike. It, yeah, <laughs> quite unfortunately, when he's in these <laughs> yeah. terms, like I love Killer Mike. I love Killer Mike since he was a solo artist. I love Run the Jewels. Obviously, he's one of those one of the two guys in Run the Jewels. Oh yeah, he's right. extremely intelligent and and well spoken, and he really moved me. But when I looked, I was listening to it. And I felt quite moved. And then when I looked at the screen, <laughs> at the bottom of the news scroll, it says, Killer Mike. It's like, hmm. That's not the most Do you have a real name, name Killer Mike, that yeah. you could use for these scenarios? Something like Jacob Tyson or something. <laughs> I mean, it's like the most ordinary name. Like, just, yeah. just maybe they could have gone with that. at least the, the surname, like Killer Mike, whatever his surname actually is. I wonder what it is. Yeah, unfortunately, that's not going to work out. So, um, <laughs> yeah, Safari sucks, I noticed. Um, so. I don't know, That that's all it is. Halsey got hit by a rubber bullet at a, at a protest. Yeah. So, uh, oh, Michael Santiago oh, Rinder. That's it, yeah, Michael Rinder. Maybe yeah. we could have gone with Mike, Killer Mike Rinder. At least. Yeah. Yeah. Then just killer Mike. <laughs> Unfortunate. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess I guess that's it. I, I don't think there's any actual music news at all, is there? Um, I mean, not really, no. Yeah. Just albums dropping here and there. You know, um, yeah, nothing really. Faith Evans. Faith Evans was arrested for felony domestic violence. <laughs> she allegedly attacked her husband, producer Stevie J. Faith Evans, mm. of course, was once married to the notorious B.I.G. Oh, yeah. And well, had she, uh... sex with Tupac Shakur behind his back. So, good one, Faith. <laughs> she's looking a bit rough there. Well, she is f- 46. No, I don't mean like just the age. Just <laughs> like beaten up. So. <laughs> Tired, worn out. I guess that's Faith without oh, several that inches oh, okay. of makeup oh, that's like what it is. spray okay. painted on <laughs> onto her face. Sorry, Faith, I wasn't trying to say that you're not pretty or anything. Clearly you're not. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. beauty's inside, right? Oh, and yes. What's more beautiful than a cheating domestic abuser? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Anywho... <laughs> Lovely uh, positive news for the week yeah. there. So I guess we'll we'll skip over the news this week because there's no. Come on, <laughs> Lady Gaga's new album. I guess we can we can review that at some point. I guess we we may have a look at that sometime. Chromatica. I'm having a bit of a doubt on this. 
Pitchfolk 7.3 out of 10 score. There were a lot of uh, sevens and eights. Oh, it. yeah. Must be great then. Oh, it's, I mean, it was just essential based on that. Uh, this guy is uh, friends with Phoebe Bridgers, this Christian oh, Lee yeah, Hudson. Yeah. He's always on her Instagram right. mm-hmm. stories. Pretty good reviews there. Might, Might need to, to check that, that one out. Mm. Connor Oberst there too. That's cool. Mm. So I'm sure there's some good music out there to take your mind off the world burning in flames around us all. <laughs> the apocalypse coming. The, the <laughs> just complete. Well, life that's that's it. It's dysfunction this, of society. This is just the U.S. There, I mean, the whole the whole world just focuses on the U.S. when anything happens. So that everyone thinks oh, the whole world pretty burning. fucked up with the old oh, coronavirus I too I and know, everything. I mean, you know, like just you know, the world is. We got we got that. We got fucking inequality. We got bloody uh, violence. We got a, a, a pandemic. We just need some more natural disasters to 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 Finishes fix it off. to finish everything off. Yeah. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> Faith no more cancelled their US tour oh, no. due to COVID nineteen. I was looking forward to seeing them. Aren't they like in their high seventies now? <laughs> Must be pretty old by now, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Alright. Well, shall we well, uh, I get, think we get the, our first review? Get onto business. And uh certainly a much more positive and uplifting note. Yes. Brings our first review. This time is a collaboration with Freddie Gibbs. And the Alchemist. Yep. And their new album, Alfredo. You niggas snitching, getting time shade. Sold a book on my Boost Mobile, I boost the crime wave. Telling all my hoes that I love them, I'm playing mind games. When bitches after your last dollar, they take your last name. I'm buried to this shit, dumped up off the porch, then I jumped the room. Bunny rabbit gang, we be robbing shit like the romper room. Catch a Uber or a Lizzie, I sent the Brissick. The feds wanna turn the witness, I plead the fissive. Been smoking since 13, I fried my brain, so I ain't never stressing. I can't hold no grudges, Michael Thomas, bitch. I'm I'm catching blessings. Police trying to catch me, ain't gonna catch me riding without my weapon. Panoramic roof off on that coupe, I look like George Jesson. Space Ghost, fitting all, got a gas mask when I make dope. I done seen a lot of OGs catch a table heavy trying to taste dope. I just got another case smoke, call my lawyer, hit him with the pesos. Gotta cook a bird with a J state, gotta play play for the yay yo. Been thugging since the youngin', I'm too legit to quit. I treat this bitch shit like my kinship, but since I took the quit, I had this Freddie Gibbs, featuring Benny the Butcher, that's Frank. Lucas, one of the like harder songs on the album, I guess. Mm. Yeah, yeah, great song, banger, absolute banger. And here we are with Freddie Gibbs, who is just, just crushing it year after year. Oh, he, yeah, right, certainly is. What was last year's album again? Um, We had Bandana last year with uh, Madlib. Yeah, their sequel to the previous album they did together called Piñata which was even better and Bandana was my number two album for for last year when we did the Mm, the countdown yeah um yeah but also he has you know a bunch of bunch of uh, great solo albums throughout the years yeah Yeah. and some great stuff I've actually heard his solo stuff yeah I mean I mean obviously it's basically the same thing except there's different producers yeah, yeah. <laughs> different songs instead of just one producer but he always has some good producers doesn't he he is uh, yeah for sure hmm. so bit of a bit of a surprise drop this was I think I think, was, they... I think one song was out 
Was it? No, it wasn't. No, it's like literally one song came out and the album dropped a few hours later. I think mm. on that day. So they Friday. they just sort of announced it and then it was out. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I was a bit, I was a bit taken aback. So that that is why we had no prior plans to review this <laughs> until yeah, yeah, yeah. suddenly on Friday it was like like alarm bells like gotta review Freddie Gibbs oh yeah so here we are thank god we're doing this and not uh, Lady Gaga <laughs> yeah um so <laughs> thoughts what, what are your what thoughts. are your thoughts there thoughts thoughts thinks what do I think well what are your thinks mm, yes. my thinks what, what me thinks is eyes is <laughs> This was very, this is very good. I mean, put very simply, um, laid back kind of hip hop album, but mostly kind of um, not soulful R and B samples, which is really, really accessible for me. You know, I'm not necessarily always into like the really heavy stuff, mm-hmm. but I really like this, and um, the production is really just top notch. It's it's wonderful. Yeah, I I think the the production is just mm. perfect throughout this. Mm, yeah. I love like the sort of little guitar bits here and there as well. I'm not sure if that was recorded. Uh, yeah, fresh recording. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of curious how much of it the Alchemist mm. did, or how much of it is sampling. But it sounded like it was. It sounds like it's fresh. it's like a fresh a mm. lot of it. Like that that first track there. Uh, oh yeah, uh, yeah. What's that one called? Yeah, nineteen eighty five. Like the guitar line and that it. It does not sound like a sample to me. Mm. Yes, then, like, so the guitar line dominates the beat there. And, That's right. But it does switch up, so I, I really don't think it's a sample. But it could yeah, be. Yeah, I noticed, yeah. Mm. It wasn't just like the same mm-hmm. like uh, phrase. Yeah. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, mo- most of the album's definitely more on the soulful side, more of the like very laid back, very... It's sort of like quietly intense. It... it I would, if they didn't already use it for that Smokey Robinson song, that became a style. But I would say it's like a quiet storm. But ah, uh, okay. And yeah. a quiet storm became kind of like an R and B like soul term based on the Smokey Robinson song of the same name. But yeah, it's very intense still. Like it's not that's easy right. going. <laughs> well, that's right. With Freddie Freddie Gibbs rapping, some of it's really intense. Yeah, like which is kind of like a contrast to the the musical style at times. But it, it's mm. very like it's yeah it's melancholic and it it's it's very sort of somber but it, it's beautiful too I think most of these songs I would say pretty beautiful thanks to the thanks to the beats and yeah I think I don't know for, for me like one one of the great things of Freddie Gibbs is that he his albums are so tight there's no waste there's no filler there's they're not like an hour long looking for the most uh, yeah. streams That's true. or the most hits. I, I was surprised to see this only coming at 35 minutes. I was expecting like 50. But his other albums are around 40 to 50, 45, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't 15, think... Yeah. I mean, obviously, Bandana had like a bunch of sketches with like the Japanese yeah. guy and stuff. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> kind of funny, actually. <laughs> Especially for us living yeah. in Japan. It was, yeah. The terrible English. <laughs> but That's right. You know, they're just so tight. There's no filler on them. Every song is good. Mm. He is always maintains this, like, high level. They, like, they're, like, quotables throughout this entire album. Like, he never slacks off his actual lyrics. Mm. Like, he's always on point. And 
that's you know how many how many people are realistically on that level now where they're not lazy little way <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, an example of the opposite but, uh, obviously yeah, no. or little Uzi Erd, or Vert was it or whoever yeah I mean, exactly. There's not one mention of licking a clitoris at all in this album. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I didn't see. I didn't hear one word. I don't think one, there's one, even one, an allusion to tonguing a pussy at any there point. There are no pussy analogies or references or no. descriptions. I mean, a lot of cocaine. That was cocaine. Because he was a drug dealer. Mm. I read something earlier that said that Jay-Z must just have Freddie Gibbs and the clips on, like, repeat and on stuff, because it's like so much of his drug-dealing stories seem to come straight from them, even though Jay-Z oh, really? was a was a drug dealer. But yeah, um, it's, it's definitely uh, a more... It, it, obviously, it's talking about selling drugs, but it still has like a, a level of maturity that you would not expect from a lot of rap these days, I think. Yeah. He's not whining about girls. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. He, he's not yeah, talking about pussy or... He, he There's some bragging, obviously. There's some like sort of like showing nothing, off type nothing stuff. Like future, but, but it's not like that, you know, yeah. And Or Drake or anyone. Or, like any of those guys, right? So... He's, know, yeah. he's matured in his ways, his rapping ways, maybe. I'm not sure exactly how old Freddie Gibbs he's, is. He's 37, I think. 37, so mm. he, he is kind of older than a yeah, lot yeah. of... I mean, well, we Still. said Future was 36, 37, but... A bit, you know... A bit I, I think the fact that he just came up so far underground for so many years and just sort of... Maybe since even Piñata started getting like enough recognition that he deserved or... I mean, I would say at this point, he's actually getting to the point where he has to be in the conversation for the most consistent of all time. Like, yeah. this is like five, six, seven albums of just great okay. stuff. It's not, not, none of them are the best album ever or, or anything like that. But how many people in any genre have put together consistently excellent albums for what? Literally five, six, seven six. albums in a row. Okay, so like five or six years, I guess. Six years. I mean, Pinata was like oh, 2014, 14, I think, yeah. so yeah. Yeah, and that's true. Very consistent. I mean, tremendously consistent. Every year seems to put out a great project. Plus, you know, he was in the best song on that um, West Side Gun album we reviewed. Oh, yes, what's it called again? A few, we few weeks back. Yeah, yeah. And um, that's right. With uh, Rock Marciano there. And I, I just think. I don't know. This was... It's not a surprise now because it's what you expect from Freddie Gibbs if you listen to him, but I just think it's so impressive how consistently he maintains this level throughout every project from front to back, always has the right beats. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I, I read that, like, The Alchemist just sent him, like, a pack of beats. Oh, really? And, like, tons of beats. Yeah. And obviously he, he must have gone through... Tons of them, I'm imagining. Yeah. I doubt he sent him nine beats. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he really knows exactly how to pick the right things and sequence them properly and how to use them. And, and even like all the, the samples from like movies and TV shows and stuff is so perfect and fit into the, the story of the song so perfectly. I think all the guest spots are great. Like Rick Ross's 
Actually, I'd, li- I'd like to play a, play a bit of the song Scotty that, Beam. Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, that's which I love features that Rick Rose. I, I think it's one. a great song. Proper, sir. I hate to be on the run for smoking the officer. We was busting that police before Queen and Slim. That's on the fin. Let off 50 shots of the squad car and get in the wind. Told the Gary police in 05 that I got more guns than them. Get the feds if you want a war and they sent them bitches in. The revolution is the genocide. Oh, Scotty Beam there. Yeah. Reference to the, the uh, Scotty Beam, the media's radio type host. Oh, okay. No. no. I'll stick it to Star Trek. Star Trek reference. <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot of NBA references in, in Freddie Gibbs' oh, there was, birthday, uh, too. Tom yeah, yeah. mentions Co- a lot of Kobe, stuff. Kobe, right? Oh, Rick Ross mentions Kobe. Oh, Rick Ross does. Okay. Um, but like, Freddie Gibbs mentions like all kind of Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Oh, does he? And, uh, catch Alan Everson and mm-hmm. and a uh, bunch of bunch of different people in there. Cool. Also, has a few plays on the Gil Scott Heron song "The Revolution Will Be Televised," yes. which he That's right. sort of uh, just uh, reworked several it. times yeah. within that. That mm. is Scotty Beam, just for you to check. All right, pretty hot. Yeah, pretty cute. Was that a long time ago? Yes. Uh, I guess that's now. <laughs> oh, oops, oh, excuse me. I, I apologize. Perhaps this apology will an be an American media personality and model, best known as a former producer of Hot ninety seven. Hot ninety seven, of course, the probably the biggest hip hop uh, black radio show in New York City. Oh yeah. So, anyway, great song. <laughs> I love it. Actually, one of my favorite songs on the album. I think. I do love uh, also something to rap about. I, I, I also Tyler love with Tyler. Tyler it's a great is, one. Tyler's verse is great. I think quite aggressive, isn't it? And quite. A, but I love at the end where mm. he says one take, and then in the verse he misses mispronounced. Oh yeah, him, like Mykonos. Oh, did he? He How said Mykonos. Oh really? And then at the end he goes, "There's one take. Let me hear it back." I meant to say Mykonos or something. Oh, he really? starts laughing, you know. It's, like you just hear <laughs> him in the background like saying it. But I think like Tyler's Tyler's great. He's really become a great great rapper, and it's it's still quite a challenge, I think, to be on an album like this for someone like him. Yeah. And to to hold his own. Oh, he, is, he gives a, delivers a great verse. great great verse mm. and and. That's a great song. That that has some amazing production too. Yeah. Probably my favorite production on the album, actually. I think that particular song. Yeah. Yeah. And um, 
Yeah, I mean, there's there's a few other really good guest spots. Benny the Butcher there, we heard. Well, we didn't hear him, but he's on that song. Frank <laughs> Lucas early, Rick Ross yeah. there, and Scotty Beam gives a, a really solid verse. And Conway the uh, what's his name? Uh, creator, no, that's nope. the title. <laughs> Conway the murderer. No, what was it? Fuck. Forgotten that. No. Conway the machine. Exactly, That's really, exactly. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like I think Babies about <laughs> on Babies and Fools, which is a great song too. Um, yeah. And it it's sort of weird. Usually when I when I when we review things, I start making a list of yeah. like what I think are the best songs or my favorite songs or whatever. Sure. And I kinda of just stopped doing that on this album because I, I, I they did, all yeah. ended they yeah. were all gonna end up on there basically. I mean like Scotty Beam, something to rap about, and Skinny Suge? I guess it's somewhere for Skinny Suge, which is a Shug, reference is to Suge Knight. Suge, Suge, Suge. But yeah, that's probably some of my favourites. I, I think Look at Me is like beautiful as well. But I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, they're all, they're all good. There's nothing on this album that's like, this isn't very good. It's no. all top not top quality. Yeah. There's no, no like weak tracks at all. Like you said, no filler. So, um,. A very solid album. Absolutely, yeah. Love the length, too. Well, I mean... <laughs> I don't need 17-minute albums every time. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. And especially, it's like, you know, there are plenty of great 70-minute albums. Oh, but yeah. if they're not great, then they don't need to be 70 minutes. <laughs> like, exactly. It, it's obviously just for streaming. And that, that is enraging, though. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, it hasn't always been like that. I mean, it's like streaming. That There's plenty of albums that are crazy long that have no business being that long yeah and you know we're doing 1982 today i hate to keep harping on it but i think perhaps oh. the most guilty in the history of music might be prince's 1999 where every song is eight or nine minutes long like half the song is like seven eight nine minutes long and most of them could be three minutes long and that's be right. greatly improved because oh, they don't yeah. change at all. That's right. It is just purely. Well, the, well, it's like, like the song's already finished, but you just add sort of shit on the end. Like just, exactly. Like, like, like there's doing? a song. Get it? Okay. Why is there like, three extra great, minutes on, outro, on the outro? Yeah. Yeah. Of just pure shit in every case, where the song doesn't switch up or change or just yeah. use just a bunch of stupid sound effects again. <laughs> yes, basically. Yes. yes yeah. Exactly. And that's right. That's what, it's it, that's like, what he was doing. Uh, what I assume is charged. like the idea is like it's it's like a party album. People are going to just damn. We're just going to put it on. People are just going to dance all night and blah blah blah. But it's like as a listening experience, I think it's a trash album. Yeah, I agree. Overall, yeah. Despite having one of the best songs of the entire era in it. Oh yeah. It's and nineteen ninety nine is awesome until like the last three minutes. If nine 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 was three minutes long, or three and a half minutes long, say it would be absolutely great. Yeah. But again, way too long. But coming back to Freddie, I mean, he yeah. gets it just right, doesn't he? That's the thing. And he like, always does. He like, never overstays his way. It's never like, yeah, just pile all those extra songs on. We need more streams. I need 40 songs on this. Hey, have we got any singles we can remix and put eight of those <laughs> into? I mean, he, yeah, he's really just like, he's really thinking of the audience. And he's really thinking about the quality of his music. His Like, and even though he is like mm. another like cocaine drug dealer rapper... He <laughs> clearly cares about his music yeah. as, as, art. as as art. Yeah. And as as like to have some pride in it, not just to grab money. I mean the thing with something like Freddie Gibbs, he has a great voice and he's like he has great flow and he's obviously a great lyricist. 
he could easily just sell out and get yeah. a bunch of Metro booming beats Definitely. and put out like a Lil Uzi Vert album, but like exponentially better and and with 28 tracks on it. And probably be, if he wasn't so old, I guess, by rap I standards. Guess. Yeah. If he dyed his hair pink and, and had big, gold plated big teeth, like yeah. diamond, diamond teeth diamond. and I, I apologize. tattoos all over <laughs> yeah. his face, then perhaps yeah. he could like be a megastar. But it's obviously not important to him. What's important the is doing the like the craft yeah. of, of yeah. hip hop. It's not just rapping. He yes. is an MC. That's that's right. That's right. So. Oh, anyway. I mean, yeah, I think well, well said. I mean, I think that's that's really it about. I mean, this like this sort of, the hot, the sort of more quality driven hip hop music. I mean, this is this is really top notch stuff. Yeah, absolutely is. Mm. And couldn't agree more. So, yeah. No, well, that's about all I've got. <laughs> that, I mean, that, that's it. That's it. Yeah, same. You know, that's, yeah, it's a good album. That's what I mean. It's a great album, I'd say. Lots of. Uh, re-listening value I mean I, I listen to this album especially because it's so well I mean I, I'm not going to say it's so short because it's it's not like 14 minutes long like like um, Earl Sweatshirt yeah whose album I love but it's like oh yeah that's you know, right it's like mean, literally the, 15 minutes long it was an EP yeah, 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 yes, yeah. Um, it's not like that but I listened to this like about 7 or 8 times so did I yeah yeah and it not just because it's so short, but because I was loving it. So, great work for Eddie Gibbs. Yes. And The Alchemist. If you're listening. The Alchemist, yes. yes. If you're listening to The Alchemist. Huge round of applause. laced Pat. this thing. This laced was amazing. <laughs> so. Indeed. Going to give us some scores? Well, I was just thinking as you were saying that, and I, I guess gonna go, I'm going to give it a 4.5. Yeah. I mean, I didn't think there are many perfect albums you know this in this era, but this is near perfection, really, for what it is. Very I nice. I am going you? the full five out of five Ooh, on this one. This is the five. album of the year for me so far. Wow, easily right. cool. the best right. album of two thousand twenty for me. All right, that's that's cool. I understand. So, yeah. And uh, five out of five. <laughs> we should make a sound, <laughs> a sound effect there. Should have should have got it ready. Should have got the air horn ready. That's a shame. Just a minute. Give me a few <laughs> minutes here. <laughs> a few minutes. That'll be good. Let's let's try that again. Let's try that again. I'm gonna go. Uh, I think a full five out of five on this one. <laughs> if I got one. There you go. That's not quite the right one. <laughs> no, not quite. Anyway. The full order of excellence on this one. Oh, is that me? Jesus Christ, why did that happen? <laughs> Apologies for the uh, music spontaneously playing. I thought that was John. <laughs> but John was spitting some beats. Um, Indeed. <laughs> now that, it to me, this is the best album of the year. And will almost certainly be I mean I hope oh, it, yeah. I hope it's not even on my top 10 by the end of the year but as we're six months in it almost certainly will be I mean it's undoubtedly isn't it it's, it's not like we'll get the best times of the year in December or November maybe. certainly not in December no so. I mean like most years are like top heavy I think we've them. got pretty much until like 
September, October, the latest yeah, yeah, yeah. for real content. Well, I was looking through the next couple of months. I didn't see anything like particularly I no, mean, noteworthy, but you know, yeah. we'll see. There's always like the talk, like Frank Ocean's bringing on up, Kendrick Lamar's I mean, that's the thing. Well, something might just drop out of nowhere. Right? But air. that's the thing, like this dropped out of nowhere. It did. And uh, yeah. yeah, it's kind of a, it's one of the things that we keep saying about these like music these days you just don't know and you can't mm. expect or predict the things they say are coming often don't yeah that's and right. then stuff nobody ever mentions just suddenly falls out the sky yeah but i am very into this so it's a definite buy eh? if it's on cd 100 percent, 110 percent. this would be my first uh my first freddy 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 gibbs album i think it would be like my fifth that i own <laughs> yeah. but I, yeah, it, it really makes me want to go back and really check out the stuff that I haven't bought yet. Oh, okay. You mean like there, there's some pre Pinata? I mean, there's some other solos things. And oh, actually, I think last year he put out an album with The Alchemist and like another rapper whose name I forget. That for some oh, reason I did yeah. not know. I did not realize oh, okay. until like today. Yeah. Somehow I totally missed that. So. Need at least a, a good check of that one. Definitely. And the Alchemist, you know, what a great oh, producer. God, I mean, God, it's got to be said. You know, he was, didn't He's he amazing. Do, he did that great track on that J Electronic album, I think. Yes, um, yes, yes. Uh, look. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You know, he, he has done... He's done a lot of stuff this so year. So much he? great stuff and really deserves way more sort of... Uh, credit i think i mean i i know in the underground scene he's very highly speaking regarded of, but speaking of jay what's this we missed the top there i have no idea is that a new song by jay electronica looks like it does say remix though, so. oh remix okay never mind what did he do on written testimony uh was it shiny suit theory uh no excuse me what i don't do? think so no maybe that was, that was the dream yeah, that's right. Because the dream, I mean... Must have been something. He did um, The Never Ending Story. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah. And um, he did $500 Ounces and Claiborne Kick on West Side Guns Ah, okay. Yeah. Sure, $500 Ounces was my favorite song there. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. The guy's, the guy's fantastic, really. He did uh, actually. He did a song on that Earl Sweatshirt thing. We were talking. He did two two songs on that, "In Tomb," which is one of the best songs on that album. It may have actually been the best song on that album, right? And uh, "Whole World," which was like the the bonus track, which was really really good too. Yeah. So awesome guy is uh, super good. Yeah, and uh, he must have an awesome record collection as well. An incredible record collection, I guess. Uh, and like, for, I mean, he did songs. He did uh, the song "Fear" on Kendrick's "Damn" album. And oh, okay. He did uh, a bunch of stuff, bunch of bunch of stuff, tons of great stuff. But mm. still, kind of maintained like that uh, sort of underground legend type status, I guess. Unfortunately for him, but uh, but I mean, you know. Like he's he's doing all right. I mean, he's, he's doing great. I yeah. think he deserves more, but like he's he's not selling out. He's not he's sticking with what he thinks is yeah. Is, he's is good. He's so great. You got to respect continued that. continued success, sir. That's right. 
Anyway, that's that. Yeah. And so that's the end that of, leads our, us... uh, of our reviews. Oh, new it? reviews this week. Yeah, yeah, we we didn't really have much time Were for anything any, else. Any singles? Any? Uh, not that no I'm aware of. No, okay, I guess not. There might have been something, but... Uh, I, I guess next week we will sort of wrap up probably some more of the newer releases, yeah, things that I mean, we, yeah. we missed. There were maybe one or two. There, there are definitely yeah. a few things I yeah, same. would have been listening to if we were not yeah. to... 1982. 1982. But speaking of 1982. Yes. Shall we just get straight into a, a quick song for I me? I think well, we always do. Oh, yes. Like well, we always do about this time. Let's give it a poke. Fuck you. <laughs> struck there <laughs> yeah. but, uh, anyway obviously that's from 1999 which would probably be on most people's top 10s apparently because I can't find a single negative comment about it online really couldn't find a single one what are people thinking I couldn't find a single person saying this album is overrated that's bizarre if you type in like Google like Prince 1999 overrated that's literally what I did there's nothing nothing right? okay that's bizarre because, like, I never really thought about it before, to be honest. I always just thought, I used to love Prince, blah, blah, blah. So did I, yeah. But when you listen to his albums, it's like, what was he thinking? <laughs> what, why was he doing that? <laughs> just no idea. Song after song of just stretched out, overly, like, weird sound added songs everywhere and just. I just. Yeah. He needed someone to do And I, like another thing I would always say about Steven. Prince is that for a great guitarist, which he was, mm. he doesn't play very much guitar on any of these albums. Yeah. There's like moments of on certain songs where it's like, oh, there's Prince playing guitar, it's great. There's some great guitar in this song. Yeah. And obviously Purple Rain or whatever, but most of his albums are just like stupid keyboard sounds. That's true. Like the the third track on nineteen ninety nine. Oh, that's terrible, isn't it? Like, do 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 Maybe he did. Maybe. <laughs> so it's like, like, check this out, guys. I got this keyboard. Eight keys. 
take. Oh yeah, Prince, you do what you you do what you do, Prince. You do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like nobody there, right? Yeah. Nobody's like, no, Prince, that doesn't sound that good. If they, I guess yeah. if they did, they were out the circle. Yeah. No more basketball or pancakes. Like I said, I mean, for, for the guys. record, I still love Prince's good songs. I adore Me too, them. Absolutely. But albums. Uh. Uh-uh. Yeah. Yeah. Except for Purple Rain, which I still have a. A special place in my heart. For I mean, there's a special place in my heart for it, but I feel like when we get to 1984, let's see how you feel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'd be interesting. <laughs> yeah. When Darling Nikki comes on, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Porno music. But yeah, anyway. So, 1982, eh? 1982. So, what Very was happening in year. 1982? Yeah, a lot of things were happening. Uh, Frank Zappa's uh, bizarrely named kids were born, I think. Like Moon, moon Unit, Zappa, and uh, was it Leaf Child or something? I've forgotten. Dweezil? Dweezil was it? Okay, same thing. No, it's like what, are different. they twins? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just read that. Uh, let me just find some bizarre facts for you for this year. That was cool. one of them. Uh, oh, Ozzy Osbourne bit off the, bit off the bat's head because he thought it was like a rubber, rubber toy. Fantastic. And he also, like, urinated somewhere, like some hotel in the same year. Good old Aussie there. Sounds good. Lots of respect for him. Um, <laughs> Is this the year where he also oh. snorted a line of I think so. ants? Or Probably. Piss or something? I think so. Oh, no, it can't be. Motley Crue weren't oh, around Randy yet. Rose died this year as well. Oh. The lead guitarist of... Was that like a helicopter yeah, crash? that was a plane, plane crash. crash. Yeah. That was a bizarre incident. Um, let's see, Crosby arrested for possession of, I can't pronounce this drug name, Quaaludes. Quaaludes. Quaaludes and drug paraphernalia, blah, blah, blah. More Crosby, oh, he was arrested twice. Um, dude. <laughs> what else happened? <laughs> Ludes, eh? Well. Yeah. That's what, uh, DiCaprio and Jonah Hill get fucked up on in, uh, The Wolf of Wall Street. Ludes, oh, right. Quaaludes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which explains the history of Quaaludes quite thoroughly in, for, in a scene in that movie. That was a big, big drug in the early 80s, I guess, for people. And they stopped making them, so... Oh, okay. It's a, like a... What do, you, what do you call those? A time... It's like when you bury a box in the garden. <laughs> oh, like... Uh, oh, okay, yeah. What do you call that? <laughs> Time box? <laughs> Stupid. Time capsule, right? Time capsule, Time yes, capsule. Yeah. Maybe somewhere yeah. there's a time capsule with some lewds in it still, but it's a, yeah. a thing of the past. Oh, this is interesting, I guess. Um, Joni Mitchell uh, finally tied the knot after all her uh, bike ride antics. <laughs> Married her bassist. I guess a bassist, oh. Larry Klein. Uh, hope he was packing. Oh, that would have been like a wizard <laughs> sleeve. <right? laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah. Uh, I guess nothing particular was going on. But musically, though, what was incredible range of styles this year, eh? It sure was. Mm. It sure was. I mean, bizarrely, the biggest selling album of the year was Asia. That's odd. Asia by Asia, which... Yeah. I would love to know what anyone was thinking <laughs> with but that. I, I don't get that. I mean, is that one maybe one good song on the album? I, I don't know. Like... 
Ooh, that must have been something. No idea. Something around at the time. Maybe it was the drugs or the confusion. Was there but, like a movie or TV yeah, show or something that you used? A TV commercial, maybe. 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 Mm. Uh, the biggest selling song in the US was Physical yeah. by Olivia Newton John. Right. Worldwide. It, in the world was, was Eye of the yeah. Tiger, of Which course. deserves to be there. Damn right. I mean, I, I, good album, by the way. Not on, yeah. my, not on my 10. I'll Solid say album, right now. I agree. I was surprised was how much I liked 10. that album, actually. Mm. Um, yeah, there were some, some surprisingly big songs that or kind of whatever, like Ebony and Ivory by Paul McCartney and Stevie Wonder is one oh, of the worst yeah. songs of all time, I think. <laughs> yeah. Probably the worst thing Stevie Wonder or Paul McCartney ever did. Oh, Paul McCartney did the frog song, so that can't be oh, the okay. worst thing he ever did. Um, Don't You Want Me by the Human League, still one of the top songs of the year, yeah. a year after it came out. That's right. Um just it, it's weird looking at this like the the top 10 singles certainly in america is that how many of these artists did we listen to for this list like two sure <laughs> a lot of the stuff was survivors the there year. um it was last year that total was there oh, that was like tainted love was 1981 yeah i mean a lot, a lot so. of these were so they were still releasing Antonis, singles after yeah. the fact yeah but we never listened to John Cougar, did we? No. Who would later become John Cougar Mellencamp. Oh, that's right. For some reason. Yeah, 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 yeah. Strange choice. Interesting. Yeah, very strange. <laughs> oddball, oddball. John. Didn't get to uh, Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. I love rock and roll. Obviously a very famous song. Yeah. Did not listen to her. Uh, yeah. The Go-Go's are there, I guess. A lot of really Oh, like... Men at Work Down Under, I think, was a big hit in 82. Like, I know you're not a big fan of that song, but... Uh, I am not, no. I do like that. I, I guess it was like when I was a kid, it was it was a big song, but... Or it was a big song a bit later, I guess, on MTV. Yeah. But yeah, that was... That was well, a we're got a big song, in a, well, not that big, I guess. 30th biggest selling single in America with Who Can It Be Now? But Land Down Under not showing up on this Oh, but it was out for Worldwide. Worldwide, like, I yeah. I, I think guess. they're an Australian band, weren't they? They were, yeah. That's pretty obvious, isn't it, anyway, from the name? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Any hoot? Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of interesting to me how the singles and the albums mm. were very sort of uh, a different different animal then. Yeah, and I was going to say, like, where do you see punk and new wave amongst... Well, sorry, punk, I should say. There's nothing so on the metal, zero, of course. Yeah. They, they sold nothing. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it was very much the most commercial stuff possible that's that right. was selling as singles then but it wasn't sort of up to the 70s into the 70s really was it like the, no, the biggest selling course, stuff was yeah. like a lot of the i mean the 80s was things. definitely the turning point of mm. like art or mm. or yeah. commerce i guess i think so that we've never truly recovered from so yeah maybe the 80s destroyed uh destroyed in the 90s music. for a while kind of had a situation where at least some of the best music was the most popular music yeah, as well yeah. And I guess you could say even, in some sense, the 2000s, some of the better music is the most popular music, yeah. but generally speaking, since the 70s, we completely lost that thread. Yeah. Yeah. So and lots of, lots of why, albums of just good singles and filler. That's why these days, critics like to pretend that stuff like Selena Gomez and... and uh, 
Lady Gaga is actually really great top-notch music yeah, of artistic yeah. value that, that you should enjoy listening to. That's right. Not because it's popular, but yes. because it's good, which is obviously complete bullshit. That's right. It really is. <laughs> Just a complete dishonest and lie. And that's why we're here, to set, to set the record straight. To set the record straight and tell you, don't like stuff. <laughs> don't like shit shit. This is the motto of Midnight Waves. It's not okay to like shit music. That's Unless right. we like it. <laughs> we need to make, write that on our poke stick. <laughs> Unless we like it. And obviously I do like some shit music. Oh, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm willing to admit to I it. I might have an album in my top ten you, you might regard as shit, but, you know, I love it. But. I'm sure I have some in mind that no, many people regard yeah, as yeah, shit. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> and, you know, there's no accounting for good taste like we have. But, uh, <laughs> you know, but music is, uh, at the end of the day, a personal thing. So True. Yeah. But, but if you think wrong. Selena Gomez is the <laughs> artist, yes, then your personal opinion is not worth shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, eat a bag of dicks. Indeed. And, uh, <laughs> so shall we? Let's on that, that <laughs> on a note on the dick note. Shall we start? <laughs> Start a bag of ten respective dicks. All right. And I, so, what's what's your tenth best dick <laughs> album? Even <laughs> tenth best dick. Wow. To think about that. Oh, uh, what's his name? John Holmes. <laughs> Never really got hard though, did it? Yeah, I guess not. Too much where, cocaine. Where are we going with this? <laughs> you mentioned I'm John sorry. Holmes. I'm sorry. I don't all right, all right, all right. My Excuse number me. ten is. Um, Milo Goes to College by The Descendants. Oh, very nice. Let's, uh, yeah. listen to something from that. significant albums of the, the pop punk, hardcore punk kind of scene. Mm. It was one of the first, I guess it might have even been the first pop punk album that it actually had melody. <laughs> right. And, and like maybe a, a little bit more humor and irony kind of thing rather than being angry or hating everything. That's right. Interestingly the the, uh, the singer there, Milo, or Milo, I'm not sure, Aukerman actually is a PhD with a, a doctorate in molecular biology. Jesus <laughs> Christ. So he's, uh, wow, that's incredible. He's, uh, he's not dumb, is he? Pretty smart guy there. Yeah. And uh, although he does sound about 12 years old on most that's of his That's the thing that threw me off a little bit about this album. I kinda, great, great music. I, I kind of like that, though, actually. Yeah. And, and there's so much, there is just, I mean, it's only 22 minutes and 10 seconds that's long. Always, that's album. always great. It, it's really kind of... One, one of the things that kind of hit me with this, I think, one of the things I enjoyed about it is that we're already in sort of the era where music is very, like, taking itself very seriously. 
and has like like images everything and mm. there's like all these sort of weird concept albums about aliens and and, uh, and, and all this kind of shit and these guys were just they just feel like normal people making fun of the world yeah in the lyrics and and the songs are very obviously very raw but it's still very well recorded and I would say like the first couple of songs are like way more sort of hardcore kind of punk, like a little bit unappealing. But as the album goes on, weirdly, let's say 22 minutes, it gets more and more and more melodic. And I think certainly the last half of the album is mm. actually re like basically like a pop album at that point. Okay. And um, I just really enjoyed listening to it. And it is... Is massively um, influential, even as Wikipedia showing us. Fat Mike of NoFX claims it as his all-time favorite album. And wow. if Fat Mike thinks so, how can you argue? So that's not Killer Mike. No, that's Fat Mike. <laughs> so there's Killer Mike, there's Fat Mike, and there's, I guess there's Dirty Mike somewhere as well. I'm sure there's plenty of Mikes, but... <laughs> that's cool, though. Mm. The irony is Killer Mike is also a Fat Mike. <laughs> Oh, well, he is fat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> fat Mike looks decidedly svelte compared to Killer Mike. He does, yeah. So, sucks for you, Killer Mike. You missed out. <laughs> anyway, I, I don't know. Like, it's not. It's not like an earth-changing album or anything. Even though it influenced so many bands in the '90s for sure, and you know, mm. I mean, like Dave Grohl said, if. If the Descendants had made this album in 1999, they'd be living in mansions now. Oh, okay. <laughs> so. And oh, that, I that's, see. Yeah, yeah. Like Green Day or whatever. I mean, it, all those bands. Offspring. Blink-182, Offspring, Lagwagon, Green Day, like NoFX, like as Fat Mike is from. Like so many of those bands that, that hit it big or pretty big, like they wouldn't even have a sound with this album. Yeah. So it is very influential, but it's also really fun to listen to. And I just, it wasn't like a definitive must be on my top 10 album list. But when I was looking at some of the other contenders for 10th, I kind of wanted to just give this album a little bit of, uh, yeah, a little bit of props. Yeah, I understand that. Like, like I, I was kind of like, why don't I? With my 10th position, I was yeah. choosing between five albums, basically. I wanted all of them to be my top 10. I mean, there were plenty of albums I could have put here for sure. And but I would have been happy with any of them. Yeah. But in the end, it was sort of like, well, that is just so fun. <laughs> and yeah. Sometimes fun is just, you know, fun. <laughs> I mean, I mean, obviously, I'll, I'll get to it now. But, uh, I mean... Well, yeah, maybe we my, my transition there into your number 10. My 10, but, like, uh, I don't know, I was... I just couldn't really choose between several albums and at the end of the day I went the album which I enjoyed the most which I would would and do listen to more than the others yeah and I mean it's not a superb album but the best the highlights on it for me are just really high so that's why I chose Toto's 4 okay cool yeah let's give something from that a listen I guess uh Africa? I assume so. <laughs> Could be Rosanna, though. That was the Rosanna's biggest hit, the weirdly. One, but, yeah. but yeah, let's go Africa.
Hear the drums echoing tonight And she hears only whispers of some quiet conversation She's coming in 12.30 flights The moonlit wings reflect the stars that guide me towards salvation I stopped an old man along the way Hoping to find some old forgotten words Obviously, Africa. There. If you haven't heard that song, you have no soul. You might have heard the classic Pitbull cover from that Fast and Furious. Oh, <laughs> Jesus! Oh, really? Oh no, oh, he on, didn't, did he? I, I think it was a Fast and Furious. Oh, whatever it's from, it's one of those terrible. kind of movies. That's, that's fuck me, it's unbelievably that's terrible. Disgraceful. This song, I mean, the only cover I like of it is uh, Andy McKee. He's like beautiful acoustic guitar version of it. I would that's really good. Be interested in hearing that, but like for me, and this has—I mean, this is just this is a classic. Not just because of Africa. I mean, Rosanna is is a beautiful tune. Uh, also, I, guess I won't hold you back. Was also a single. Uh, um, yes, just a minute. Yes, I won't hold you back. Was a single. I love that one. And Afraid of Love and Lovers in the Night are good too. Lots of songs about love on this album but um, yeah, yeah. it really is just beautifully produced just well written great musicians everything has its place um, on it it I don't know it's one of those albums you just you can just listen to again and again and find something new find something fresh with it obviously the singles were uh, you know the highlights of the album but there's not really like a a, a bad song in it really and uh, interesting about the family the the members of the band, the uh, Porcaro family. Yeah. Who is it again? Mike so, well, I guess Porcaro. like Steve, Steve Porcaro Steve and, and Jeff are like regular members of the band. Right. And then uh, was Mike it, uh, Porcaro played cello on a couple of tracks. And Joe And Porcaro. Papa Joe Porcaro played oh, that's percussion, the father, yeah. xylophone, timpani and marimba on various <laughs> tracks. It's incredible. Fortunately for Joe, that. two of the sons have already passed on. So. Yeah, the dad's like 90 now. Yeah. It's also kind of an interesting album that at, like at the time most bands were using a 24-track recorder in the studio, they were using three separate 24-track oh, right. recorders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they were linked with a, a, a computerized time code system that allowed up to 69 individual tracks of simultaneous sound this was really the air of like massive like overproduction but also they they played on the thriller album too so they oh who did the the band delayed touring this album to help in the production of thriller wow that's and collaborated on chicago's chicago 16 album 16 (laughs) wait a minute chicago 
How many albums did they do? They had to. I feel like the really last one we yeah. listened to was like yeah. Chicago Two Three. Two. They should have just thought about better album titles. Yeah. And that's the reason it gets that's, so boring. With them. This is so stupid. Hey guys, just to make the next album. What should we call it? Yeah. Sixteen. Yay! Yeah, well so done. Stupid. That's just lame. Fuck you, Chicago. I mean, <laughs> not the, the city. Also. Oh, of course, awesome place. But yeah, yeah like this. It was a great album, really. Like I don't know. I know, I know but there have been a few. I've seen a few negative reviews about it, like the overproduction. I mean, just, that, that, that for me, I, I think listening to it now, I can really appreciate the songwriting and stuff. Mm. I mean, definitely that, that kind of production is mm. always going to be an issue yeah. for some people, including me, I think, but yeah. where nothing really sounds real on the album. I think that that would be my only criticism of it, where even the drums don't, really sound like drums it although sounds, they are they but, are yeah, but it does it, sound it, it sounds it like a sound simulation like of an of a band it's just rather too than perfect a, right yeah yeah i mean i there is that argument and but I, mean, I think I that understand. was that was like height like pretty much the 80s and mm. probably this album had a tremendous influence on that i would think so despite all the uh <clears throat> drugs and all that i mean the perfectionism was insane yeah you think it'd be the opposite really but <laughs> You so, would, eh? I guess cocaine chaos. was much more of a focus drug than uh, ah. LSD and heroin were. Ah, okay. Not that I <laughs> know about that sort of thing. But yeah, 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 that's true. <laughs> I mean, that's interesting. Um, <laughs> Anywho. So, shall we move on to your number nine? <laughs> Let's do that, eh? <laughs> and uh, so look, my number nine is Elvis Costello's Imperial Bedroom. Oh, really? Yeah. You made it. It did. Very interesting. We we won't be tabling that. Oh. Although I I completely understand your choice. Let's fuck yeah. Give something a listen from that. So this is where we came to hide. When it ran from you In a private detective overcoat Dirty dead man's shoes The pretty things of Knightsbridge Lying for a minister of state Is a far cry from the northern wind here at Tracer's Gate Cause the high helios The bee has been ground down And it listens for the footsteps That would follow Man Out of Time from Elvis Costello awesome from Imperial Bedroom great song mm. and uh, pretty pretty great album and I guess um, one of the things I like about it is that it doesn't really sound that much like Elvis Costello <laughs> <laughs> I understand yeah. Who, you know he did like I did have one of his albums on one of my, my list before the, the one with Oliver's album yeah yeah which is a really good album, but that was still mostly because there was a few songs that I loved. Yeah. 
What I like about this album is that it kind of almost feels like I, I don't know. It's almost like they were doing some sort of like a like a like the American Songbook or something. Like it feels more like almost like a lot of these songs feel almost like part of a musical or something. Ah, like, okay. Like Sondheim or something than mm. than whatever Elvis was like famous for, and it's so well done, and the songs are so well written at times. Like the melodies are so great, the musicianship is so great that at first listen, I, I just kind of dismissed it because I wasn't really interested in giving a shit about Elvis Costello anymore. To be honest, like I sure, was, his time was done. I was kind of past that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. And then I did read that it was number one on the uh, Paz and Jop right. list for 82, the right. Robert Criscow-led list of music critics in the in the Greenwich Village, I guess. Yeah. And I thought, oh, just give it one. I did like Man, Man Out of Time initially, so I'll give it another listen. And I kind of put it on the background. Then I got about like one third of the way through, and it just sort of hit me like, this album's pretty fucking great and i i actually went back to the beginning and really paid attention to it mm. and yeah I, I just really really great stuff and i i i would say this is his best album a lot of people do say that i know? i can i mean totally I think, imagine yeah. i need i need to go back to this i i only gave it one listen and i i you know there are a few songs i really liked but i didn't yeah. i don't i didn't really think it would make it into my list so I just discarded it I, I totally I mean that's kind of what I did yeah. with Total even though I enjoyed listening to it it was just yeah. a bit too late for me to even really yeah. give it enough time but yeah I, I was I mean I, certainly I had no desire to put Elvis <laughs> on this list I had to bump out some stuff I really liked ah, okay. to put this in but I just couldn't deny it like yeah. It, it could have even been higher if I was good. like willing to let myself go sure. there. And good but music is good music, right? So good music is good music. You can't, you can't, yeah, you can't just brush it aside. And and it was, <sighs> it, it's great. I, I would, mm. even if you're not a fan of Elvis Costello generally, <laughs> like a massive fan, this is such a great piece of work, and uh, very impressed and. Probably the Elvis album I would be most likely to purchase. So cool. Anyway, good stuff. Nice. All right, definitely coming back to that. Yeah, you should. We'll do. I, I also will. Nice one. All right. That's it. Yep. So moving along, that your number yes, nine. Yes, my number nine. I have a feeling, more than a feeling, mm-hmm. that it might be in yours. But Roxy Music's Avalon. It is. So yes. we will table that. All right. And uh, my number eight is Lou Reed's The Blue Mask. It's also mine. Beautiful. Hey. Perfect. Hey. Love it when a plan comes together. Certainly do. Pitiful.
attack in the night Waves of revulsion, sickening sights My heart's nearly bursting, my chest choking tight Waves of fear Waves of fear Waves of fear Squat on the floor Looking for some pill The liquor is gone Blood drips from my nose I can barely breathe Waves of fear I'm too scared to leave Waves of fear so. Waves of fear In case you couldn't tell, that was wave, waves, waves of fear, of fear. <laughs> By Lou Reed Yeah From uh, the Blue Mask fear. album both of our number eights. What, what an album cover that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so yeah. cool. The font, the font typeface. It's becoming supreme t-shirt at one point around yeah. 2012 or 13. I need I need this t-shirt. Yeah, you pay a lot of money for it now. Well, I mean, I'll just print, I'll just print it out. Maybe, maybe, maybe there's like an official Lou one without, yeah. without the little supreme on yeah, the back. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. This was a surprise, though, eh? It was a bit, because as much as I like the first Velvet Underground album, mm. and I love some of Lou Reed's uh, was Transformers, or some songs on Transformer, I think, yeah. I love Satellite of Love and Perfect Day, of course. Mm. But I've never really loved... Like some of his, some of the other Velvet Underground albums or his other solo albums, that yeah. always seem to get great reviews and yeah. highly regarded. I, I just, it's not like I hated them, but I, I listen to so many of them when mm. we were doing these lists, and I, I just never considered almost any of the others. Velvet Underground was on one of my lists, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Transformer was almost on one of my lists. Well, I reckon that is mostly because of the the, the band playing with him. Don't you think on this in, album? In this, I I think M- I, it, partly, but I I think his songwriting is great. Songwriting, on this. Is bad, and I think yeah. it actually he is writing. They feel like complete songs to me, like mm. that song about um, like I I dreamed uh, I was the president or whatever it's called. Oh yeah. Like that is an excellent. On the day song. John Kennedy the, died. Oh, if that's what it's called, okay. it might be. Yeah didn't learn the names of the songs but I'm he just, talks I'm about looking at it, he, he talked about having like a dream of okay. being the president and I, that is a tremendously well-written song and so better songwriting better lyrics i mean i think it's, it's you know if you look like perfect i think that's like a perfect song but mm. he didn't do it enough for me mm. it just feels like for the first time in a while what he does fits perfectly with the band plus there's you know like that waves of fear there that like first time i remember him actually sounding sort of like energized or angry yeah like he's always so laid back usually and i i just feel like it's sort of it, it all meshes together much better than his music usually does and yeah like the band is really good like the the guitars yeah, the lead guitars there queen i guess queen Qu- queen perhaps. or queen yeah he's awesome like a great uh compliment to lou reed absolutely yeah mm. and I, I just i don't know it, it's an unusually sort of pleasant listen like the air mm, the more you despite listen to the dark it. themes it's yeah it's, yeah i mean obviously uh, there's a lot of like alcoholism drug addiction and like Guns, violence, and you got a song called "The Gun" plus "The Heroin." And I'm like, the heroin is a very yeah. uh, 
obvious and yeah. uh, clumsy metaphor for the drug heroin, obviously, <laughs> yeah. but um, it, it there is one song you could say it's a bit lame with the lyrics. Women, I like women. I I agree, except that. When I was thinking, like, that song, if that song came out now, it would sound sort of, like, obvious. Yeah. That was, like, 1982. Like mm, That's true. Like, that song probably felt insane in 1982. Right. Like, you mean women, women are just, like, like, three holes and a kitchen job, right? Like... <laughs> <laughs> like that's pretty much what it was though I mean sure <laughs> I don't know where's my food and my bend sandwich? over <laughs> I bend over thank god with De Niro in De Niro in this boy's life you can get from behind or you can get on your side this is my house and I make the rules <laughs> like that's that was the general attitude in those days yeah, I believe yeah I mean they weren't exactly so, treated fairly so there was not a lot of like yeah. high profile men like saying yeah. how sad the world would be without women true <laughs> And even, I mean, he, he's like, it's one of the most progressive songs it ever, is, I think. Is. For that time. Yeah. Area. He's even talking yeah. about how, how he basically knows he shouldn't sit, like, talk about women in that way, but he loves women. Like, yeah. it's very For, much of a 2020 sentiment yeah. in a 1982 song. So it's, Pro- I agree with it. It sounds kind of corny, but... But the music itself as well does sound very is, progressive, doesn't it? Yeah. Like it sounds like something that could be released 10, 20 years yeah, later. Yeah, totally. And, and I mean, totally of that it, era. It's, it's weird very how good. he was... Is he yeah. in touch with some other, something there? In <laughs> I, tune I don't with know, I, yeah. the future somehow? I don't know what it is really because he doesn't sound particularly special in any way. He's not really a good guitarist. He's obviously not a good singer. But somehow he's always kind of ahead of his time and mm. like on the cusp of something maybe that would maybe it's the old D-R-U-G-S <laughs> maybe <laughs> I don't know maybe but he was channeling something good that's for several sure. times yeah several times so anyway a very good album yep definitely so, definitely a bit of a surprise listened to it more out of like duty than desire originally but really ended up liking it yeah so, um, that takes us to our number seven. seven. Yes. Yes. And my number seven is The Misfits Walk Among Us. Oh, okay. Cool. And I will give... Let's listen to uh, Skulls. Your skull. 
Oh yeah. So, from the Misfits with Skulls, from the uh, catchiest to most pleasant songs about desiring to cut off somebody's head and keep it. Uh, <laughs> what was that deal? <laughs> I mean, all these songs are about, they were so influenced by like horror movies and... Oh, okay. That, I mean, their songs are all about that, I mean... Okay. I've seen you off mic, They weren't serial, serial killers or anything? No, I mean, obviously, singing with Glenn Danzig, who went on to uh, Home Danzig and oh, right. the classic song Mother, which I absolutely love. Mm. Obviously a big fan of uh, Jim Morrison and Elvis with the, the vocalizing, I think, Roy Orbison apparently. Yeah. A lot of sort of 50s doo-wop melodies about creatures raping your face. Just that the content is different. <laughs> but obviously a big fans of horror movies. I, I guess like probably Rob Zombie and... and uh, White Zombie, you know, we're big Misfits fans, and this this album has a has a song called uh, Jesus Christ. Really wish I'd looked this up first before I started talking. Uh, <laughs> would have been useful. Yeah, has a song called Astro Zombies, which Astro kind of uh, I guess fits in. So that's me again, is it? Is that me? Okay. Oh, <laughs> I don't know why that keeps happening. Very weird. Bizarre. Every time I look at something, I'm not clicking the playing. No, I'm sure you it don't. just starts playing in the background. Stupid uh, AI, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's anyway. I, I think this album is really, really, really fun. Actually, it was the third album they ever recorded, mm. but the first one that was ever released, and then the other two oh, okay. gradually got released. Oh, just the first one okay. got released in like '96 or something, so right? So. When were the Misfits? When did they? Um, I mean, they formed in like '78 and started recording. So they were around at the beginning of punk, basically, or yeah, around the middle, but, uh, the, but yeah, the beginning, I guess. Yeah. I guess they just didn't get any deal, and nothing got released right. until this, and then, yeah, I mean, Static Static Age, I guess, got released in like '96, I yeah. think, which is kind of crazy because it was recorded in the '70s, but yeah, still really fun. A lot of great melodies for this kind of band. One of the earliest examples of speed metal is on this with Mama Can I Go Out and Kill Tonight. I think that's the name of the song. That's <laughs> song titles. Right? <laughs> you can't take it seriously. Uh, Mommy Can I Go Out and Kill Tonight. Yeah. Yes, you can, son. Just uh, don't. Just be careful. <laughs> just don't attract any, un- any unwanted attention. I, mean, said, I, I think they must have been the first band that sort of embraced that whole like horror, sure. horror movie kind of like ethos and, and image and, and I mean obviously Kiss were doing the makeup and that, but they were not singing songs about cutting your head off or raping your face so <laughs> you wouldn't think they were saying that just from the, the melodies and the, the, the general sort of like I think that's what makes sounds. their music work so, so well though yeah like that it was so melodic at yeah. times while singing the worst things <laughs> that's right it's like, can I come over and cut your head off? Like, <laughs> bam, 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 bam. It's just Are you going to be really committed to the bit to be crooning yeah. like, when new creatures rape your face? Right? You've really got to be into the whole idea of like, that we're going to be like a 50s band mm. singing about brutally murdering people. <laughs> it's funny. Right? <laughs> like we're going to be all in. But I mean, one of the most influential bands ever, that really. Is, that um, is so non-commercial. It's incredible. It, it mean, is like, like the antithesis that. of antithesis, Toto in a yeah. way, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> like, 
and yeah, but I, I love it. I really did. I really enjoyed the album. It's it's very quick, mm. and um, there's some great be, melodies. I'm there. guessing it's under thirty minutes. Yeah, or around. It's it. Yeah, it's like uh, twenty five minutes. So. Okay, there you go. And how yes. many tracks are on there? Uh, Thirteen. That's not. That's not that many. Not too bad. It's not like it's like three hundred songs. There was that. There was that band. I'm guessing it's not in your list. Uh, Angry Samoans. Angry Samoans. Uh, album. I really. I really. Like a lot of tracks really under, like that under album. Under forty seconds. Yeah, 40 but seconds. I mean, the Minutemen put out an EP this year. I think. I think oh, this yeah? was the year the Minutemen debuted, and all their songs were under a minute. That's why. That's why they Jeez. chose the name the Minutemen. <laughs> yeah. So their EP is like eight minutes long. Or something. <laughs> it's a paper. But all their albums were like yeah. twelve minutes long and stuff like that. And that was in an era without streaming, so sure. you had to just buy those. <laughs> like come on those guys vi- those are all vinyls give us more like, more length you know, you know I'm paying 10, 20 quid for this I mean I guess they're they, they probably you know, mm. putting out way more tracks than that it was yeah. probably like album length but so many songs yeah yeah awesome stuff anyway I, I really enjoyed that and yeah. this is for me the era actually when I guess punk kind of became fun Ah, uh, okay. Not just angry. <laughs> sure. So, it's it's a pretty good... It, it's definitely a, got closer links, I think, to the 90s alt-rock scene than, than a lot of other music of this era or previous eras has. Yeah. So, just for that, it's kind of fun. Anyway... What's your uh, number... My seven. seven. My seven is Iron Maiden, Ooh. The Number of the Beast. And we should give that a listen. Okay. Obviously, Invaders from uh, Iron Maiden's third studio album, The Number of the Beast. Yes. And uh, this was the first album that had uh, Bruce Dickinson. Bruce Dickinson, yeah, yeah. One of the greatest metal singers of all time. I, I would quite, I, quite a debut performance say. from Bruce. Yeah. And this kind of solidified their uh, their sound, didn't it? Or sent him in a, yeah, I mean, a new direction. Is, this is it from now on, right? And Steve Harris, the bassist or the main man of Iron Maiden, like. You know, building the songs around Bruce Dickinson's voice as well. Mm. So, and this, I mean, this is uh, awesome. Probably, well, I think it's the best I made in the song at this point. And um, lots of lots of heavy stuff. Lots of great riffs. 
lots of you know head banging stuff and uh, yeah, I, um, love it basically, mm. love it. Oh, interesting! You were asking me before about the uh, the voice narrative at the start of the Number of the Beast. Yeah, for some reason I never picked up before that that sounds just like Vincent Price. Right? I thought the same thing on a subsequent listen. And actually, it's the English actor Barry Clayton. So I made originally asked Vincent Price to do it, but they refused to do, any, refused to do it for anything below £25,000. Okay. So obviously Vincent Price was asking a lot, and they went with this other guy. I'd actually know who Barry Clayton is, but... Barry, Barry Clayton is uh, most famous, I believe, for doing the intro to Count Docular. Well, that's... Children's oh, cartoon Okay, show. well, that's uh, pretty famous, I <laughs> it guess. It came much later than this. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, that's interesting, anyway. Um, so there's that. So that I guess he had a bit of a thing as a Vincent Price like, yeah, I mean, impersonator, I guess. very similar. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't tell the difference. No, I mean, I, I really did... I never noticed it before, but I suddenly think Vincent Price as well. Busy yeah. year for Vince, but yeah. obviously Vincent Price was a bit of a legend, right. and uh, Barry Clayton not so much. Yeah, <laughs> but, definitely. And, you know, um, same effect. Let's yeah. face it. But uh, how about? I mean, great songs on this album. How about "Hallowed Be Thy Name"? There. Yeah. That ah. Oh. That song, that there's guitar, there's guitars at the end, the solo and stuff. I think it's considered one of the, one of the greatest or least, most covered heavy metal songs ever. I read something about yeah. that, but I, I every time I listen to it, I just, just go insane. I, I adore it. Um, maybe I don't know if it is my favorite I made an album, but at this point, it's. I mean, I don't think awesome. up to this point it certainly is the best. But you got peace of mind coming next year, and uh, after that, uh, I forget now. But another good one. Yeah, that's definitely not the best, I think. But mm. another interesting thing about this album, this whole the whole Iron Maiden popularity. I mean, they were huge. This album got to number one, but in the UK, like the p- people viewed them as like Satanists and stuff, and they would like you know oh. gather their music and they'd burn it, like burn their music. They put up a cross and stuff, and. All this thing when they were on t- when I made them on tour, so there's a great like backlash against their music and the whole scene. And their lyrics have nothing to do with Satanism. Well, the number of the beast is literally I about mean, Satan. Yeah, <laughs> but like they're not they're not like worshiping Satan. In I mean, the that music is kind of all. a funny thing though, like what the misfits the were doing. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean they're probably more con- uh, controversial. You yeah, know? but uh, a lot of people didn't like I mean, heavy metal. To me, it's it's. I, I do really like this album. I do think it's really good. And there's definitely times where I've loved this album. Mm. But I think comp- just listening to it in context, some of the other stuff I was listening to, it felt so theatrical at times that ah, I just wasn't really... Sure. Nothing wrong with it musically. I just wasn't getting into it that much. But I, I still think it's a really great album, of course. So. Sure. Yeah. Just little, little bit of... I mean, I, it's amazing to me that anyone would take that seriously as like a Satan worshipping thing or anything. Cause it sounds, well, surely Black Sabbath would be worse. Well, I mean, I guess they probably got that too, but sure. it, it just feels more like a like a community theatre play <laughs> right? than, than right? a serious, yeah. I mean, I'm hearing it serious now, message of sure, uh, sure. Satan worshipping. I mean, like, you know, London... London Dungeons or something, you could you could play it in there. And, I mean, yeah. yeah, it's just it's yeah, it's theatrical. Definitely, there's definitely that aspect. Yeah. But um, anyway, that's uh, 
That's my number seven. Nice. Love it. So, yep. my number six, you already t- you already mentioned it. We tabled it before. Oh, yes. It is Roxy Music's Avalon. Nice. Let's get into that one. music from the Avalon album. Was that their last album? I think it was. Yeah. It's interesting to me because doing all these lists, Roxy Music is often mentioned as one of, like, like year by year, one of the better albums of the year, better regarded albums of each mm. year. Never got into I always thought Brian Ferry was, like, obnoxiously eccentric and over the top with his vocals that I couldn't really get into it. Yeah. I love how restrained he is on this album. And this is like, I mean, this was the biggest surprise shock thing for me. Yeah. Like, yeah. Same. Yeah. Like this is 10 the one. times bigger than Lou Reed or anything. Cause mm. I had zero expectations on this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I thought this I, I would didn't. be a two songs and turn off situation for me. I thought it would be something like that too, yeah. And yeah, it's an album. I I think I can't even I can't explain what it is in a way. It's mm. so like beautiful musically. It's so it it feels so it does feel very 80s in a way like mm. it feels more like a film score, I think. Yeah, than an album. yeah, actually, that's, like, that's that's a good point. It, 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 it feels like like it could be from some movie, like, like a movie, from... like if there was an eighties movie sure. about the desert. <laughs> if they made Lawrence of Arabia in nineteen eighty two, like I could see this being the soundtrack to it. Sure, it's it, it's very it's very it beautiful. It feels yeah. incredibly beautiful and intricate, and and it's so lovely. The production and, and the instrumentation, everything, his vocals are great. The, the melodies, melodies are lovely. Yeah. I, it's almost unlike, it sounds like, uh, it sounds something way more contemporary to now in a way, but mm. at the same time, it almost feels like undefinable, mm. with, especially within its era. I can't, it, it definitely has some 80s qualities to it, the production and stuff, but I don't feel like it sounds like anything else that much. I just think it sounds like the better the better music from a lot of artists of the era. Like, I, 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 I don't know why I'm suddenly I get like a, a, a bit of Simple Minds in his sound, maybe. Maybe it's the production. Or I think some of the sound. guitars definitely have that, that kind of like, but like bam, 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 bam. It's that kind of like that, delayed it's, thing. It's so much better than this. And I loved, I did like the Simple Minds album. I didn't consider it for my top 10. There's yeah. a, a few good tracks on it, but this has 
consistently great music throughout the whole album. There's nothing that's dis- you know bad, disappointing, weak. Yeah, it's it's a solid, good early eighties album. Yeah, great production, great songwriting, great melodies. I mean, it, sublime music. It, you know? It's Just, weird in a way because I never really listened to his music. Mm. Same but here. it feels like the culmination of a great songwriter. Yeah. And it makes sense that it is their last album because... Mm. What did... Did Brian... He became a solo artist? He did, yeah. Didn't he? But wasn't yeah. he a solo artist at the beginning? And he went and then he formed Roxy Music and then he... It's possible. I, forgot, I, I can't even one. remember. Something I was like never that. into him previous yeah. to that. I, I felt like his vocals was sounded like... It was almost like Johnny Depp and Pirates of the Caribbean, like doing albums. Like, <laughs> That's interesting. Ah, ah, so drunk and wasted, fellas. <laughs> like that kind of like ridiculous, over the top flamboyance. I felt like every yeah. time I listened to anything Brian Ferry did, but here he's so restrained and okay. <laughs> just like his vocals are beautiful on this album. And it's, it's again. As I often say, hmm. so many cases, less is more. Uh, the less is more argument. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, not always, but, you sure. know, depends who you are. But oftentimes, less is more. Yeah. Yeah. That's often true. Yeah. Awesome. So, anyway, I, I think it's a great album. Oh, yeah. One that I will definitely be looking to own. Yeah. Now. Yep. Speaking Alrighty. of albums to him, was that, that was your six. That was my six, six, yes. Right, so speaking of albums I don't have but really should, uh, my number six is Robert Plant, Pictures at 11. Actually, we're going to have to table that one. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. So my number five is Mission of Burma. Oh, we have to table Their that. Their versus. We're tabling that. We okay. Table that. Uh, <laughs> Get into table territory. My number five is uh, Richard and Linda Thompson, Shoot Out the Lights. We don't need a table, that one. Oh, so okay. Let's give something from that a listen. Cool. Remember when we were hand hand. Remember when we see. Saying about Eric Clapton, he's like he sounds like Eric Clapton if his balls were one size bigger. <laughs> Layla, got me on my knees, Layla. Uh, you're crazy, man. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, this this album's uh, I'd, I'd never heard of this before. Richard and Linda Thompson, it's like some wife, 
some husband, husband and wife, wife rock team, duos. Yes. I, I had no idea who they were. Weirdly, I had heard of this before. Okay. I had this album added years ago because it was yeah. very well regarded. That's, yeah, I mean, that was, uh, you t- mentioned it to me. That's mm. the reason I didn't I even tried it. But um, yeah, I, I enjoyed this. Um, the guitaring, I thought, I think the guy's a great guitarist. Does sound a bit like uh, Mark Knopfler with the, the tone here and there, I thought. Mm. Didn't you? No. Didn't pick up on that. Okay. okay. Not, not arguing. Maybe, you. maybe just, it was maybe it was his choice of notes. I'm not or, fighting it. I just didn't. No, okay. Didn't pick up on it. But, yeah. Maybe I wasn't saying. Maybe it was like his choice of notes or it was finger picking on this, right? Sounded like. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, probably. <laughs> wasn't, and, uh, <laughs> wasn't listening close enough, unfortunately. But yeah, like uh, a lot of the songs are really. Uh, I don't know. Just um, what's the word for it? Really enjoyable, I guess. Um, some good melodies, some good songwriting. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess the album's all about breaking up and wasn't really caring about that, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. I'm quite surprised. No idea what this was. Ended up liking it, so popped it in there. I guess uh, yeah, I mean, you I, didn't feel the well, same way. <laughs> I mean, I, I think most of the album's pretty good. I'm not, not a big fan of Richard's. Big balls, uh, his, vocals, balls but his vocals aren't the best, yeah. Yeah, I mean, his wife's alright. Th- this is definitely like a, gr- a couple whose most of their albums are very well regarded. Oh, really? And so, for whatever reason, years and years ago, I was going through all this sort of like trying to like fill in all the gaps of like music of the sixties and seventies or whatever that I'd never listened to or didn't know about. And so I added all this stuff to Apple Music when I first got it. And this was one of the albums that I did. And I guess I listened to it a bit and just didn't get into it, but never deleted it. And I do think most of the album is very good. But then we get to this song. Backstreet Slide here, the official Harry Rag of 1982. Yeah, it's the official worst song of the year. Yeah. Just cream. Like, I was, I had to put on a fur coat after I listened to this song. <laughs> the, 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 the douche, douche chills, chills were just too strong. <laughs> <laughs> Close all the windows. Like in, Inuit. Inuit. Turn all the coat. heaters on, yeah. yeah. I had to, like, cut open a whale and climb inside it for warmth <laughs> because I was literally in hypothermia mode. Listening to Backstreet Slide. <laughs> it's terrible, yeah. It is atrocious. I mean, if it was the last track, it would have been even It would better, have been easier. Easier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right in the middle there is not good. I do think there's some really nice songs on this, but I think all the ones I really liked were sung by Linda. Yeah, she's she's a better singer, obviously. Obviously. Yeah. But I think the, the Motion one or whatever it's called exactly. The Motion? Uh, oh, Just the Motion. Just yeah. the Motion. I think that's really nice and mm. 
also made me think of Drake, who also has a song called The Motion. Which oh, okay. I, I was thinking, I started imagining, <laughs> did like, Drake hear this song some point? You never know, there's, there's guys in there the vinyl know, collection. So, yeah. anyway, yeah, I'm yeah. not going to say it's a bad album, obviously, but just Backstreet Slide made it a, took it out of contention for a, me. A raspberry. Let's say that. Mm. Okay. Right. So that was your number five. Five. So my number four Ooh. is Robert Plant's oh. Pictures at 11. Let's do that then. Let's do it. Cozy specifically on this yeah. song, but absolutely fantastic! What an underrated gem. That's the thing. I mean, I've, owned, I've owned this album for years now, mm. and mostly like I bought the the, the next year's album, '83's album. Yeah, yeah, big, with big log on it. Yeah, I can't even remember the name of the album. I bought that one. Principle of moments. Yeah, principle of the mo- of moments. Yeah. And I listened to this at the same time when I kind of bought that, and I thought, oh, fuck, I'll just buy them both. And I don't think I ever gave this album its its uh, proper due, its proper mm. uh, thorough uh, respect, because listening to it, I really loved it. Yeah. And then I, I even went back thinking, surely I don't love this Robert Plant solo album this much. Surely I don't. You think at so? At this right? point, right? Right. And I listened to it again, and I was like, fuck, I like it even more. So it ended up here. It's All spe- the way up. spectacularly great. And I said just now, underrated. I don't think a lot of people say it's a really good album. Or yeah. Like a, uh, one of the best of that era. But I, I think the Robert Criscow guy praised it, but so like the songs were kind of like... like they, they, He gave it a really good review, basically, mm. but said the songs had no like importance. Ah, that's right. Which is, I guess, true. But importance. Mm. Like, I mean, like, like, it sounds like Led Zeppelin. I mean, I mean, like they're, they're not going to like stand the test mm. of time as like mm. legendary songs or anything, but sure. but I don't know as something. I certainly, I think compared to Coda, which mm. also came out this year, this is miles better than Coda. Oh, it's, well, it's much better than Coda. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, of course, it came out at the same time. Yeah. So how did that work? 
Well, so Coda was made recorded, up of songs that were recorded years uh, okay. before. So Bottom died in 80, right? Was yeah. that right? Okay, I, I so it was released so. after the Phantom. Most okay. of Coda was recorded throughout the 70s, I okay. guess. So that makes sense. I was going to say, if they were recording this literally days before Bottom died, uh, Coda before Bottom <laughs> yeah. died. Yeah. That would be rough. That would be rough. Yeah. With all that booze as well. But yeah, this is definitely, I agree, it's definitely better than Coda. And, and I think I it's do better like than Presence and Into Presence, the Outdoor, sure. way better than those. Sure, and sure. in fact, I think I like it more than... Uh, House of the Holy? Yeah. Yeah. Overall. Right. It doesn't have a rain song or um, a couple uh, of those other songs. J- doesn't Jamaica. <laughs> I'm thinking the lest good, we, I'm thinking the good points. Oh, the good ones, okay. <laughs> yeah. Not the bad ones. Okay. No. <laughs> it, it doesn't have the highlights of that album, but... The yeah. overall I think it's a much better album yeah. so it's great I good love stuff. it I really like it good st- and mm. you know it. there's some really good musicianship on this album too obviously oh, yeah. using like studio oh, musicians that guy called in a way the, the guitarist is awesome I mean I, I guess he was kind of like a well known studio guitarist like a session musician yeah. who never really did, did anything else but big yeah yeah um mm. he's a really good guitarist he absolutely gives this rock this era of robert plant a sound oh yes and to plants like great credit he actually adjusts his singing to his limitations oh, okay. way better on this album there's none of that like <laughs> like trying to like still hit the uh like that, that House of the Holy already had like some, even even like some of Led Zeppelin th- four maybe or three like mm. has some elements of him trying to like hit that like meow, 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 kind of like thing because he can't really hit those high notes with power anymore. Yeah, and yeah, I think he really sings to his ability and his strengths and his range at this point on this album and sounds great his singing is great on this album his melodies are great guitaring is great yeah and uh yeah another album i did not expect to like as much as this while listening like i this. didn't expect this to enter to be my top 10 no i mean i, I like, like going into this i definitely didn't think so yeah so yeah that's very, that very good indeed and that's that so that was my number four. My four, yes, is Rush, and oh. their ninth album, Signals. All right, yeah. Sure. Uh, let's give something from that a listen.
<laughs> so that was uh, Subdivisions there from um, Rush's Signals album. Uh, this was an album that um, had a head of a lot of keyboards, as you can tell. Mm. You can barely hear the guitar in that song. True. It is there. It's but, pretty uh, pleasant sounding keyboards, though, so yeah, it does meet my I approval. <laughs> my keyboard the, approval. The crucial approval. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, you know, how are the keyboards annoying or not, basically. But I think they did re- in good, you know, good taste, and um, they obviously wanted, uh, you know, the electronic, the sort of uh, synth sounds more in their music here. And uh, this album has really quite a lot of very nice tunes I just lost my uh, page there um, like that one obviously New World Man um, where the track listings because this album is bizarrely not on Apple Music and I assume not Spotify yeah, that's either big, which big doesn't help away. right I guess why I, I must have looked it up and it wasn't there and then I just forgot about it but yeah, yeah. but that one Subdivisions uh Digital Man, uh, what was it? The New World Man, The Weapon. There's, re- there's a lot of very good tracks on this, very melodic, lots of um, wonderful, wonderful songs, really. And uh, yeah, recommend it if you haven't heard this album. Mm. And it's a good, you know, it kind of continues on where they were going with, where they went with moving pictures. I think it's like a natural yeah. continuation of their the yeah, sound. Yeah, I would definitely. Which is obviously a good album like to give that a listen properly yeah so um there you go that's my number four nice all right so uh number Mm. three yeah my number three is pornography by the cure Ooh. all right yep Figurehead from The Cure, the first good Cure album. Is that the last track? No, it's track five. Oh, okay. The last track is the title track, which is just like a sound collage, which uh, I could totally do without. The only part of the album I don't like is the title track, weirdly. Okay. But doesn't really count. It's all right. It's not a, not a deal breaker or anything. Mm. I, I think this is the first real Cure album, the first good Cure album. And I think Robert Smith said this is one of the three defining Cure albums. Right. And I... I don't know, like, the, the previous two, I think, we we sort of been through, and I think this is, this is the third, right? So... Yeah. I, I really 
wanted to like those first two albums because I, I do love some of The Cure, and I, I certainly didn't love those first two albums. This this one is the first one that has like some elements of what I love about The Cure. I love the guitar tones, the way the guitars build up. I love the drums and that. But I think the most impressive thing is how I mean his. I think you could probably look at his lyrics as like a bit of like a sad like. Uh, like on some bass level, it's like a bit of a oh, cheer up, sad kid, kind of like <laughs> kind of thing. But mm, yeah. there's some like depth. Like the first track, um, the first track, one hundred years, is like an anti-war song about oh, like really? about I believe about Vietnam and stuff. And mm, yeah, actually, no, I think it's about Tiananmen Square in China. Sorry, totally wrong there. <laughs> Still Asians. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Same <laughs> only kidding <laughs> same content it's basically about like watching like the Tiananmen Square Massacre on TV I guess and right very uplif- I, uplifting stuff. well you know life is not uplifting is it so no, no. it's I, I don't know I, I, I like I like intense mm. and and sad and and depressing and sort of angry yeah. music i, I, just I do. understand that I, I mean i wanted to like this and I, this was the album I, I would have thought would be the first one i really liked and i just can't get into it yeah, i just think there's an intensity to yeah. so many of these songs and i'm definitely going to come back to it, it I feel like a lot of these songs would do very well as like a movie soundtrack sure, kind sure. of thing and i can see that I, it it's it's what ultimately like what I what I truly love music wise is is this kind of like mm. just intensely miserable thing. So <laughs> it's, it's you miserable bastard. I am so and so. <laughs> so he's, am I. So he's a teenager. I it, it's, it's it's what I what I looked yeah. for most. And well, maybe this was one of the not the first, but one of the. Earlier examples of that bleakness, right? Obviously, with Joy, uh, Joy Division. I mean, the Joy like Division, that. like Susie and the Banshees and sure. shit. But I think this is the first example of that where it was actually melodic yeah. and, and had something pleasant to listen to at the same time without just being like like a fist in your face right. all the time, which is, I mean, I, I think the first Joy Division album is really good. I, I think Closer is unlistenable, personally, even though everyone mm. considers it a 10 out of 10 oh, I, classic. I agree. It's, it's just an ugly sound. It's not very nice. The, there's nothing enjoyable about listening to that for me. Yeah. I, I realize I'm apparently in the minority. I uh, know. I don't, I don't think it's as good as everyone says. It, it is. But yeah. this is like, this is a beautiful album with, it's, it's like, I mean, it, 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 I guess it's such a, well, when I was a kid, even as miserable as I was, I still made fun of goths and still had no interest in the whole goth subculture and was not one of those guys. Yeah. Still playing sports at, in school. <laughs> I was incapable of being associated with the goth on a social <laughs> level. But I think in a way it perfectly captures that something beautiful and tragic and, and intense, like what they want to portray themselves as like a like a dead body like somebody dies in like a like a, a bathtub full of rose petals or something like it's it's something so like like ridiculously intense like especially when you think about music before this like 
There's certainly nothing in the 60s or 70s that came close to this level of just mm, like despair and, and intense like misery while retaining something beautiful. Yeah. I don't think there's any album up to this point that captured that the way this album does. Certainly not that I've listened to. So yeah, no, that's, it's, no, it's impressive. But no, I, 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 I just, I, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the intensity of these songs and yeah. the, the guitar players. I think I'm going to make myself a, a stiff drink and try again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just wait in or again. several. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Huh? Yeah. All right. All right. So, so I think we're into like. Your, your familiar territory three, yeah? is something you've already tabled. Okay. Mission of Burma. Oh, that's right. Versus. I already forgot about that. Yeah. So <laughs> there we go. Their first let's listen to album. Mm. That's right. Yeah. Let's let's give that a poke. Book character, um, yeah, 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 yeah. but yeah, I mean, this is a band that I, I kind of really started liking in the mid 2000s, and I actually was very unaware that they had pre- had a previous life in the early 80s. Bizarre, at that time. isn't it? Was it the singer lost his? He had got tinnitus. Tinnitus, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So they sort of they, they, they just broke up after this album, and then right. came back in the mid 2000s. And I, I never heard of these guys. Zero knowledge. Nothing. And you told me about this album. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it like this was also like one of the post-punk things. So when I, I was like heavily into sort of like at the drive-in and cursive and bands of that ilk, mm. um, like Jaw Jawbreaker and like some of those other kind of bands that fit into that, which do kind of fit into this. Like this, this was a band that came up at that time, and yeah. but I, I just. For whatever reason, I mean, they came around back. It came back around in that era, and it just felt like a band that existed. I, I really did not realize the the history of that band at the time. And then mm. when I was rooting through like this stuff, it's like, oh shit, Mission of Burma. <laughs> We're around actually around eighty one. That EP, which I, I wish I'd noticed, because it almost certainly would have been on my top ten when we right. did nineteen eighty one. And um, that's right. That's yeah. We have to. <laughs> It's a shame, eh? Yeah, I mean, the, there, are, there are elements of the album that I, I'm not crazy about. Like, there's some song where it's singing is still a bit sort of like Johnny Rotten, like, yeah, I'm a punk rock singer like this kind of thing, which I could do without. But generally speaking, for the vast majority of the album, I think is amazing and, like, 
light years ahead of its era. It does sound like something out of the future, doesn't it? Considering this is eight, 1982. It, it completely sounds like the mid, like, the, like late 90s, early 2000s to me. The way the guitar, the, 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 the playing the, the of the, the guitar, the chord changes, the chord changes. Like, like, I, I, you could, you could, I could think of like the bass you know, Sonic Youth or at mm, the drive-in. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah cursive like i said all that stuff so like all that whole sort of like what became emo after what emo really was or right so much of that era of late 90s early 2000s alternative rock is is sounds exactly like this mm. and it, a lot of it's probably some coincidence coincidence because there are a lot of bands like fugazi or uh, rites of spring uh, and, and some of those Chapel Hill sort of post-punk, post-hardcore bands that definitely must have taken this mm. sound. Sure. And then they influenced those bands in the in the 2000s or whatever. But this is the starting point of this. I, I think maybe the only other comparison is, what was that English band that we... That, that fucking in the late 70s really loved their first album. Wire? Wire. Yep. I think I think the first Wire album is oh, perhaps yes. the starting point of this sound, and then this is the Mission progression. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's and interesting. Yeah. Somehow, it, I I don't know. I mean, I, I guess like Rites of Spring, Fugazi, and bands like that are going to come. Like Rites of Spring is in the eighties, so that, that's something I've never, heard, never heard. I've got a I've got a CD over cool, there, and cool, it's cool. I think it's a great album. And there's a lot of bands that kind of do this, but it's crazy how this sound hasn't changed that much and still though sounds like even dog like something dog leg to me is ah. born from this it's obviously way heavier than this yeah, yeah, yeah but its roots are their roots i'm sure would trace back to like this album yeah or, or wire or something like that it's it's awesome I like I'm fascinated really. Yeah. Like I mean I I don't I haven't listened to an album more in these last few weeks than this particular one. And, and the I thing is the more you listen it, to it, I guess better and better. better. Like, I mean it's it, bizarre how like yeah. it gets better in the mid to latter half totally. for me. I mean like, that that's yeah. one of the things I like about it is that mm. it actually gets better as mm -mm. it progresses, progresses through the yeah. album. Like Micah, Weatherbox and then one track I'm not a huge fan of and then Einstein's Day comes yeah that's a song. great that's like wow. really sounds like Sonic Youth to me oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's I mean true. as a massive compliment and I'm sure God. Sonic Youth I mean they they debuted this year too with their first EP that's right yeah and I'm sure they were big fans of been. this album but this is pretty much underground right they weren't mainstream at all not at all no so, I mean how did all these people hear about this they just how did everyone hear about Flipper? I, I mean, guess so. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. There, there were fanzines <laughs> and there were people sure. sent like making their own like magazines and shit and sending oh, them okay. around America and sending tapes, tapes around. around shit. Yeah. I mean, it's very. It was a true DIY like music scene of just yeah. bands sending other bands tapes. And I guess now with like the bedroom rock or bedroom indie or whatever, maybe it's kind of like that in a way. But, I mean, so much easier now, but, but yeah, yeah. yeah, it's mm. you know they they could do that, and they they made networks, and it wasn't just networks within the U.S., but it spread to the U.K. and yeah, you know, it's even even Japan. In some cases, there were there were some Japan Japanese like sort of punk bands and stuff that were oh, right. like the right. Boredoms and some other bands that were kind of like 
somewhat associated with that. I mean, the Bottoms ended up supporting Nirvana on tour. I mean, wow. It's <laughs> interesting. I mean, it, it's just, it was a thing that, like, the whole sort of punk, post-punk, hardcore and post-hardcore, and like that, the whole thing just became its own entity that eventually morphed into grunge right. and then died that, that terrible word <laughs> yeah and i think that that, that word was sad the, death that word was the downfall of the, was, the, the, yeah. the genre not the music itself yeah but anyway I, yeah fantastic album eh? great album yeah absolutely so so i think we're into uh top the, two yeah and i'm guessing they're gonna be perhaps in the same order i'm assuming shall we should we Should try do it, synchronize it? Okay. <laughs> Suck if it was different. But. Let's see who it's. <laughs> we can always redo it. <laughs> oh, yeah. The marvels of technology. Yes. So, <clears throat> number two. Yes. Bruce Springsteen's Nebraska. Nebraska. All right. <laughs> Didn't fuck that up. Excellent. Well, they blew up a chicken man in Philly last night. Now they blew up his house, too. Down on the boardwalk, they're getting ready for a fight. Gonna see what them racket boys can do. Now there's trouble busting in from out of state. And the DA can't get no relief. Gonna be a rumble out on the promenade. And the gambling commission's hanging on by the skin of its teeth. Everything dies, baby, that's a fact Maybe everything that dies someday comes back Put your makeup on, fix your hair Atlantic City there, one of my favorite Springsteen songs, you're one of my favorite Bruce albums, and I know you're not a massive fan of this album, oh, as far oh, no, as, not that I'm as, not, as far as that I'm not within the context yeah. of his of, oeuvre. Of, of, his, of his collection, it's not my top three, no. It barely, uh, let me think, yeah, it'd be probably in my top six, I guess. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. It's definitely top three or four for me. Yeah. And it, it's an interesting thing. I, I always remember when like Pitchfork did like a re-review of this, and the first paragraph was about how the interesting thing about this album is how people who hate Springsteen love this album because it's so different from it oh, has okay. none of like the bombast or the E Street Band. It has none of the like saxophone <laughs> sort of like sing-along choruses right. that that a lot of people. But Just he, can't Bruce get into. intended to re-record it with. That the was the original right? intent, and then I, he recorded this on a four track as like. So why did he decide to release this as it was? I guess they just thought it sounded perfect just, as it is. Yeah. I mean, it also he didn't tour it, which is weird because he thought it was too sad. Yeah, so, and I think that's that's a bit of a. That is not a decision I can respect because to me it's like you should not make music that is just cheerful and fun to play for live sure. audiences. Like you should support whatever music you make as like on the same level, not just how yeah. many people can punch their fists and take their titties out of your concerts. You know, like, I mean that's what it sounds like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, I don't think anyone's going to show their titties USA. during this song. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> 
I, it's very bleak, though, isn't it? The themes and the. I mean, I, the I, I of the this song. was actually the. You know, I, I, I mentioned that, you know, I love Bruce now as a kid. My parents listened to Springsteen in the car all the time. So in my mind, it was kind of like old people music. And right. I, I really didn't get into Springsteen until I was older. And this was the this was the gateway album for me with Bruce. Oh, okay. I like, can see that with you. Yeah. Like, case. this was the first one where I was like, oh, really? There's no, like, like for still there's no keyboards in it so like i i really love the born the usa album but there is a lot of really keyboardy keyboards mm. in that album which and born in the usa was the album that i heard most as a kid because that's right. one that my parents were oh, yeah, listening yeah, yeah. to a lot sure, sure, sure. so this was like the the entry point for bruce for me and so it's definitely not my favorite bruce album of yeah. course and I, I might even, I think I still probably prefer Greetings from Asbury Park, to be honest, in hindsight. So it's probably like fourth or fifth. But I do think it's amazing. And I mm. love this version of Bruce just telling these great stories, great voice. The lyrics are incredible, like, really. Yeah. And this Simple album has had, had a, a mm. tremendous, like, weird like influence in a lot of ways like, i mean there there have been movies written about this about songs on this album have you ever seen the indian runner the no. sean penn vigo mortensen movie which was directed by and I written so. by sean penn and it's based on the song the the uh the highway patrolman yeah highway patrolman oh that, might that, maybe i have it rings a that, bell. that movie is entirely written around that song wow and it's a really really good movie i haven't seen it for a while now listening to this again i'm thinking i need to need to check that out but yeah highway patrolman be, like basically I, do, I did watch the the video or the music video for this actually yesterday oh really is that connected to the movie i have never seen the music video for okay. this so it's I'm a guy sure. getting a police officer oh wait a minute it's a police officer. There's a police officer, and it's a brother who's like a criminal. Is that yes? The well, movie? yes. So, so the, that this, was obviously from it then. No, the, this is uh, movie is written directed by Sean Penn, based on Springsteen's Highway Patrolman, set in nineteen sixties Nebraska. Stars Viggo Mortensen. Yes, also amazing. Okay, I know that. Patricia okay. Arquette is in it. Okay, Charles okay. Bronson has a small role in it. Dennis Hopper has a role in it. So Benicio the music video is a clip oh, of the film. Yeah, yeah. Benicio del Toro must have been very young though. I don't wow. remember him. I'd have to watch this again, actually. But it, as I recall, it was a very good movie. And mm. it was literally based on this song. Like, that's... That's incredible. Even that's uh, the people like him. Kelly Clarkson, the American Idol winner, who became a massive star. When I read that when she, her, her third album was released and it was more artistic than her previous two, she actually cited Nebraska as her biggest influence as far really? as... as trying to do something less commercial and more artistically like credible and she basically went from Springsteen going from whatever he was doing to this album which I think she might be slightly missing the point there but it definitely has some weight to it that an album recorded on a full track it's with a few amazing. overdubs. Yeah. Like, that's incredible. Very simple instrument. It just really shows the strength mm. of the songwriting here. And I think, actually, some of Bruce's best guitar playing, because I don't think Bruce is a great guitarist, but there are some times in this album where he plays some really nice little acoustic riffs and stuff, and 
and just his singing is is great and yeah, yeah the oh, stories yeah. i mean like realistically if you strip everything away from every bruce song all the bombast and all the energy and, and whatever the most important talent he has is the ability to convey a story i think oh, he's and one of the best storytellers of all time of all easily time. up there with dylan like yeah. easily one of the greatest lyricists of all time yeah. as far as creating characters and stories and making you feel something yeah. is real oh yeah and and this album really highlights that and i yeah i i love it i absolutely love it it is it is obviously a, a, a pretty somber album there's not a lot of variety in it so yeah. You, you can feel like kind of like, well, I had enough of that. And especially, I think, because Atlantic City comes so early in it, there's nothing really as oh, okay. energetic as, as that yeah, or yeah, as, yeah, yeah, as yeah. like off, right. like amazing That's as true. that in that sense. So, mm. but yeah, I think it's, I think it's a great it's album. A, it's fantastic. No doubt about it. And there, there was no chance it was going to be outside my top two. <laughs> I thought Basic. it was going to be a number one. It really was for a while, and well, well, I think we should <laughs> we should keep this going by getting to our number one, which is obviously Prince's nineteen ninety nine. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, obviously right. not. Um, but it's another man of color. At least then. Oh yes, oh yes, very good, very good. <laughs> That's a good one. That's true. And um, of course, that would be Michael Jackson's it thriller. It would certainly be him. So before we get back into that, yep, let's play uh, one of the greatest songs of all time. Okay. Every time I listen to it, I always say that Chris Rock bit when it's like, 
about Michael and the the allegations. He's like, oh yeah, but yeah, he yeah. wrote Billie Jean, man. He wrote Billie Jean. It's like you just don't believe anything. I, I, yeah. I don't care what he did, didn't do. I mean, done, no matter what that to, documentary right? said, I don't. I, I He's still, the king of pop. I still, I still, yeah. not gonna judge the man on his music and this who knows it. Album then, this production, so, probably the greatest. The one thing time. I will say, right? Yeah, negative. One negative point on this, and it's it's probably mostly, almost surely, because I'd listened to it so much in my life. This was the first album I think I ever bought right like by like consciously bought <laughs> as a person like i want this one mom okay. yeah like mommy please buy me this album right yeah and so I, it it's most likely the album i'd heard most in my life realistic well, you know certainly over a number of years but i hadn't listened to this album for maybe a year or two maybe two years at this point and i listened we were talking and i listened to it last like Saturday, maybe. I think it was, yeah. And I, it was unbelievable. Like I couldn't even believe how great it was. It was just, oh God, every song is great. Even that fucking Paul McCartney thing. <laughs> the dog girl is mine. <laughs> yeah. I'm a loving and a fighter. Like I just <laughs> yeah. basically can't stand that, it's, but it's still lame. somehow it's, it's okay. It's, it's okay. Um, and like uh, the thing that really struck me was how like two of the lesser songs are like the so-called lesser songs are actually two of my favorite songs. That, well, I, let let's throw a thriller here. I mean, then the last uh, well, let's oh, yeah, let's we, get a thriller. We need to have that. Be, be a little bit more specific here. Sure. Um, so, ba, 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 ba. like, baby, baby Be Mine, I think, is amazing. Oh, it is, it is. And, and The Lady in My Life, I think, yep. is amazing. Actually, coincidentally, both written by Rob, uh, Rod Temperton. So what Rod, Rod was uh, quite, oh, the, the Tempertons. quite the Tempertons, dude, right? English doing? songwriter, okay. who wrote um, Thriller Off the Wall, Rock With Jesus. You. Jesus. He wrote that stuff. Yeah. Whoa. Um, He's quite incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Did a bunch of stuff with Quincy Jones, George Benson, basically. Okay. Guy who's a master songwriter. Let's let's face it. Whoa. Rock he's with all you. That stuff. Off the wall. Had no this guy idea. was one of the greatest songwriters of all time. Like, <laughs> really, incredible. should be held to a much higher standard as a household name, realistically based on some of these songwriting credits. Wow. And anyway, like, those those songs really kind of... St- I was like, well, the, these two are actually two of my favorite songs of this album now. So right. as a kid, I was not thinking The Lady in My Life is one of the best songs of all time. Well, that's how but, music can change, right? Yeah. You start to appreciate things you could didn't before. But certainly yeah. on Saturday, like, I've, having had, like, a bit of space from the album, it was like... This is ridiculous how good this album is. Mm. And then, like, on Friday, I had to drive pretty far mm. somewhere, and I put the CD in the car. And I'm not saying I wasn't feeling it or anything, but it was, like, twice through, I was bored as fuck. From it. And if I'd been listening to it constantly, I think, I wouldn't have put this in my number one because it's, I'm just, maybe I'm too familiar with it. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. so I'm so glad I had that, like, Saturday experience to just think, like, this is how the album is. You have to be realistic about this. 
But I was like, for the rest of the week, like I was looking at all these other albums, like this newer, fresher stuff just felt so much more interesting to me. And I was... Well, that's interesting. I was really like, it wasn't going to knock it off number one because of that, but it it was very... O- over familiar. It's kind of, because it, too, like, it, I mean, there's only nine songs. 42 minutes is not that short, but nine songs is is not a lot of songs and you can get real bored of this album real quick if you listen to it back to back a few times so that would be my one criticism of the album that it can get boring it could do with like three more songs to be honest it's too short there's not enough song 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 number you mean yeah? yeah perhaps okay that's interesting. It, it's basically the length of some EPs, but I, I I think a biggest part of it is just that I've heard these songs, like mm. like thousands of times in my life. Yeah, but I think it's definitely one of those albums where you come back to it after a while and you're like, wow, that's what it is. So that's great. I, I'm really glad I listened. Yeah. Like I pumped it out through like the home like like home AV yeah. system. I was. I told you, I like, was sitting outside, and like, my girl was like, never heard it. She was just loving it. She was blown away by how amazing this was, like this new experience in her life. And so, and I, I was blown away by it too. Like this is amazing. Mm-hmm. But I don't know for some reason, just driving in the car, it was already kind of stale. <laughs> so that would be my only criticism. But you can't really hold that against an album that came in 1982, right? So, sure. But that that was kind of a little bit of a a little bit of a dilemma for me yesterday. I was kind of alluding to you as we were discussing some I stuff see. last night. Ah, that's what you're going to tell me. Then. Yeah, okay. like interesting. It, it's I don't think can... I, I, in a way I'm surprised the album is as successful as as it as it was. Two years in a row, the biggest selling album in the world, the biggest selling album of all time in the world. Mm-hmm. Even in 2009, the big 14th best selling album in the United States. Yeah. It's, there's not a lot of songs on this album for it to last as long as it seems to. Well, that just me. tells you how, that shows you how great each of those songs are, though. I guess so. But for me, I mean, after. Th- Three listens in a week, I was bored as fuck of this album. <laughs> You're easily jaded. Well, with, how many times did you listen to this album this week? Well, this week? Well, I, did, I, did, I listened to it twice in the whole four or five weeks I was listening to it. Yeah, music. Okay. so try listening three or four times in a row. I, I wouldn't, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why, would I, why would I want to listen to it that many times? But, like you said, you listen to like the Freddie Gibbs album, like... Four or oh, five I times as well. I, I, I listened listen to Freddie Gibbs though. four times today, and I fucking loved it because every I single hadn't time. Heard that I know thousands of times. Yeah, but that's <laughs> that's kind of the thing. Though. Okay, okay. I so, see. I see what you're saying. So yeah, I, I it saying, was like but, it was a bit of a dilemma yeah. for me to, when we're getting to some of these albums. If I played now, it back to back, I might get bored with it. I, I think there's there's not a lot of depth in these. These songs are immediately amazing, and then that's it. So if, if, uh, if I okay. had any criticism, there's no secrets to be found in this album. There's no, like... Well, there is in the, 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 the depth of the production and the layers, I guess. Not that much. I can, really I can hear... No, I, I often hear new things in it. I I, I guess it's I just good, know it completely inside okay. out. Okay. Yeah. But, well, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, 
regardless of that, I still believe this is probably the best album of the 1980s. I said that at the time. At the time I was listening to it, I can't think of a better album in the 80s at this point. But, mm. you know, we'll see how we go from here. But I, I, I believe it's an absolute masterpiece, masterwork, yeah. regardless of I mean, I, how it sounds. I, I, I think the different. songs are just fantastic, but it was so, like, it was so focus-grouped, and it was so, like, done to death to make it perfect like that they got focus groups and played the album and they eliminated songs and they changed songs and they did it over and over and over and over and over again until every focus group gave it an a plus okay so uh, to me it's almost like any depth was probably stripped out of it to make it the most immediate album ever made i see and i it the songs are incredible and and it is the best collection of songs of the year, but I don't think the album has anywhere near the depth that an album of this stature should have. Well, you mean by knowing that it was judged by focus groups? If you if no, I, I mean not just for that, just but just the, the result of that is that yeah. these songs, the first listen is almost always the best. Ah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And every subsequent listen, unless you put years between them is going to be worse. Mm. Okay. If you wait five years and listen to this album, the first listen will be amazing and the fourth listen will be boring. Okay, well, I'll, I'll give that a go yeah. sometime. I mean, next year I'll play it three times. I mean, that, that, that's what I mean. <laughs> it's like something like if you listen to Born to Run next year or this, if ah. you listen to them five times in a row each, I guarantee you Born to Run is a better album than this. Ah, Okay. Like, I agree uh, like not even comparable. I can, I can see that easily. Not even yeah. comparable. Even like Nevermind would be miles better than this five times back to back both albums. Okay. You made a good point. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's definitely the best album this depth. year, but no the complete uh, lack of depth. Lack of depth compared to. And if maybe if it had like 12 songs or something, it would carry that a little bit better. But because it was so narrowed down to the most crowd pleasing, like everyone's happy number of songs mm. it it has n- n- it starts like the highest point and it can only go down right so that that would be my one criticism of it. it is the most in a way the most disposable great album of all time that's well okay and and yet yeah, still my number one because i can't deny the songwriting but yeah I, 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 it's a dilemma for me in a way. Interesting. I mean, if I was going to like out these 10 albums on my list right now, as I listen to this album four times this week, I wouldn't listen to this one. Okay. It would be the last choice out of the 10 I put on my list to listen to right now, all the way through from start to finish. Okay, like you this sit down and you're like, what, what do I, what do I want to listen to right now? It wouldn't be Michael Jackson's thriller, right? No. Okay. I, I, that's fair enough. That's a fair point. Yeah. So. Anyway, that was cool. just my observation. That's, this no, week. that's really interesting. I would never, never consider something like that. Yeah. So that's really cool. Anyway. That's, yeah. All right, man. Excellent so, stuff. That's the end that, of our. Uh, that is nine eighty two. We got through it finally. Oh, do you want to mention a couple of rules? Oh, actually, yeah. I think Fuck we think we should. We, should <laughs> we keep forgetting it usually. <laughs> so I've um, got a, Sue. a flock of seagulls, as I mentioned. I got Duran Duran's Rio. I did consider for my time. I, I, yeah, I, I, no. I, I think some of the songs are great, obviously, but I couldn't get into that album I, at okay. all. I had, um, 
X under oh, the Big Black Sun. Yeah, I think it's a really good, good album. Good it just wasn't yeah. special. Not not enough. Did you try Joni Mitchell's Wild? Actually, Things I never got first? around to it. No. That's that was good. That was really good. Actually. I kind of I meant to, and then I just didn't. It was like yeah. yeah. Um, what else? Um, How about Kiss? I, yeah, Kiss is... Uh, I thought you'd have that in your tend to be. It was there for a while, and then I started putting like Creatures Lou Reed and night. Elvis Costello back in. Ah, and it okay. was just sort of like... Eh. I, I still think Creatures of the Night is their most consistent album as far as like mm. just catchy melodies and good riffs, but not the best album, but mm. consistently. Yeah. Um, I did consider R.E.M.'s Chronic Town EP, yeah. but just not a fan of the last track at all. Survivors, either Tiger. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, mm. uh, the Angry Simones back from Samoa. <laughs> I really, I really liked. Um, even Bad Religions. How could hell be any worse? I. Oh yeah. I was, was actually a good. pretty big fan of that. Um, I'm sure there's more, but <laughs> can't can't think. I mean, some of the, some of the stuff that you already mentioned that wasn't on my list. Actually, I, I do kind of like Van Halen's Diver Down album. That's a good one. That's a good one, yeah. And, uh, Definitely. Yeah, I was a little surprised you didn't put Peter Gabriel on there, actually. Really? I'm not a fan of that album. No? I just expected you would be. <laughs> just because it's Peter Gabriel. I mean, it's all right. It's a couple of good, like, San Jacinto. Jacinto is fantastic. And a couple of other songs on there. But no, it's not, it's not top ten. I, I, I like Midnight Love by Marvin Gaye, but to be honest, even sexual healing is kind of played out for me now, so it just yeah. kind of felt like... I figured, it, yeah, it's a bit... And yeah, it's um, a bit all right. I thought The Knife Fly by Donald Fagan was really, really good, Ooh, that's but good I one. just couldn't get into it enough to be taking it seriously for this. Yeah. And I actually really liked Love Over Gold by Dire Straits until we got to Industrial Disease, <laughs> yeah, which is one bad. of my uh, Harry Rags of my childhood. So. <laughs> Industrial Disease. That's <laughs> terrible. It's like, I felt like with Sultan's, not Sultan's Spring, bloody hell, uh, The Walk of Life. Yeah, yeah The but Walk the of Life is actually worse, though, because of the keyboards. And that was Clapton's fuck that I hate. Clapton? That Clapton song I despise. Oh, Lay Down Sally? Lay Down Sally. Oh, my God. That, those, those songs are... Lay Down Sally. Fuck off. <laughs> Lay down, let a train run over your face, Eric. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Poor Garbage. Eric. Garbage. But you can't, can't all write great songs, can they? But it was a massive hit, so probably in his well, mind... I that's mean, a... like, yeah, but... <laughs> I can't write. Oh, I'm in the yeah. minority apparently yeah. on that one, but Jesus. And same with the, um, that that Die Straight song. That was a big hit, wasn't it? Walk of Life. Yeah, that was, that was uh, yeah, a single, it was. I think it? it was a big single. Yeah. It was on their best of. Well, I mean, like I said, there's no accounting for taste. You know, just songs that are popular doesn't don't, doesn't face. mean it's lowest good. common denominator. Yes. fucking idiocy. <laughs> I mean, uh, that that I think that's why, as a teenager, I had the philosophy of if it's popular, it's trash, basically. <laughs> and then, and then, like you know, some bands came along that were also popular, but yeah. unless everyone likes it, then it's still safe. Sure, you know, when Nirvana were massive, Pearl Jam were massive in my school, high school, whatever. Most people still didn't care or know or like those bands, right? So. We were still cool. <laughs> That's cool. And nobody was listening to Sonic Youth. So. Yes, that was good. Yeah. But they weren't. Dinosaur Jr. 
Hell yeah. It'd be so weird if Sonic Youth had somehow become a mainstream band. Like, they almost tried to be with that dirty album, that song 100%. And oh, yeah. They even got Spike Jones directed that video. Oh, really? Yeah. So, anyway, that's 992. Yes. And yes. I guess maybe in some point in June, the end of June or early July. <laughs> We make it to 1983. Yeah. I think I'm actually uh, kind of more in for it now. I'm, I'm kind of back in the the top if ten we, If we pace saddle. ourselves and don't hurry, then give ourselves enough time, four or five weeks, we can we can get it. Certainly week you know. by week is impossible. I, was, no. I can't believe we did that. No, we were pretty really, stupid. That was pretty stupid. <laughs> it was a pretty we stupid thing. way too ambitious. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I was kind of really falling off it from about... 78 through 82 it was mm. not really mm. there's some really good albums but i wasn't really loving the years or the experience but this was the uh, the first time i actually really got into this for a while yes, so that's good back in oh and by the way for our audience if you do not agree with our spectacular top tens obviously superior ones then please <laughs> write to us email us or uh Absolutely. Shove it out your ass. Well, no, I mean, if you have any <laughs> yeah. furious anger and yes. disagreement, if you just think we absolutely nailed it, then let us know. Uh, you can directly email us at midnightwavespodcast at gmail.com. Yep. You can also follow us and hit us up on Instagram. That's right. Midnightwavespod on Twitter at uh, midnightwavescj. That's right. Follow us. You can and probably, uh, yeah. if you follow me, I might even follow you back. Then you can DM me if you want and attack me that way. That's right. And also on our Podbean. It's midnightwaves.podbean.com where yes. we can be contacted, I guess, through direct slander in the comment section if you'd like. <laughs> direct slander. <laughs> and of course or you can leave of plenty love. of one-star reviews on iTunes, Apple But podcasts. only five are accepted. Yes. <laughs> Well, we can't even. You know, <laughs> oh yeah, I know. We can't even control yeah, those yeah. ones. So. Yeah, feel free. And of course, if you have any feedback, requests, comments, yep. things you'd like us to do, things you'd like us to stop doing, all of that kind of shit, then just let us know. <laughs> and uh, but keep in mind, any letters we receive, especially angry ones, may be subject to being read on the podcast, and you ah, yes. shamed publicly for the rest of the world to hear. Yes. And what a world it is. We've got listeners all over the world. All over South America, Europe, unknown countries. Suriname. Yes, all kinds of African and... Kenya. Places like that. Asia. India. Asia. Yeah, a surprising (laughs) number of people in India for some reason. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Obviously, an army of followers in Japan and an even bigger army in North America. Mexico, Canada, and specifically... Those great motherfuckers in those United States of America. Yes. Yes. Didn't you just say that? Okay, no. Nope. All right. Is it North America? He said I was listing off the countries in North America. Ah, gotcha. (laughs) Because I didn't want Mexico to feel left out. (laughs) Indeed, indeed. I apologize. All right. Until next week, whatever we do, whether we trash some... Garbage like Lady Gaga, Lady Gagabage, right? Am I right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do, 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 do. And or if we review some really good new stuff that we're not really aware of right now. <laughs> yeah. Tune in to find out. Yes. And, uh, 
Don't burn down any buildings. Please don't. Don't hurt each other. Yeah. Be nice to your brothers and I sisters. I kill him, I said, protect your house and fortify your house. Yeah. Don't burn it down in anger. That's right. And I guess keep washing your hands or wearing a mask or whatever. <laughs> no, don't forget about no, that. Yeah. Nobody cares anymore. Yeah. Anyway, until next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>